I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. When the world was with this and that, I was young, didn't know to hold it back. Now we hear in the world is something else. We could leave any day you call for help. We were gods. Nobody was above me. That A on my chest like adult read. That A on my chest, put your fist up. That A on my chest like a chipmunk. Alvin, Theodore. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. We're uh, in the spare bedroom again. Yes, we are. Um, and it's a Tuesday, primetime rush hour traffic jam edition of the black guy who tips yes it is for those of you that happen to be listening to us on the car on the i-95 just know that there was a wreck on two four six and eight you will be sitting your ass there for a very long ass time mm-hmm. but don't touch that dial because it's got jam on it it sure does um and uh we are here with a person that has been on the show uh before a couple times um you guys might know her as the uh i believe the best kind of catfish um can't find any uh current pictures of her online so i just see you just google my name well you didn't have my full name so i guess exactly you don't put it out there man i'm about to i'm about to talk trash about that too but um you you know like brandy is you know like a secretive person to a certain extent Mm -hmm. but she's also a person that gets on stage and bears her soul before the world um so it's like a real catch-22 you know like i'm it's it's hard to get a hold of her so i just figured she probably had like one arm or like <laughs> you know like half of her face was covered with acid in a freak accident <laughs> you know eye. yeah something like that like oh okay so she wears an eye patch whatever i don't care you know but uh turns out perfectly symmetrical human being um <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you know, comes on the show and people go to the chat and they're like, who is this? And I'm like, that's right. You would never know if you were following her. It's, uh, Brandy. What's going on, Brandy? How you doing? Nothing much. Doing well. Doing well. Um, of course you guys can follow her on Twitter. Just make sure you follow her public Twitter account. Not the one you're not even supposed to know about. Follow it's the Brandy and it's B-R-A-N-D-I. Um, the other one, don't worry about that. It's none of your fucking business. All right. <laughs> Um, and, uh, make sure you guys, uh, you can check out her, uh, blog, uh, houseofprocrastination.org or, um, you have a Garfield blog. What is, what is the, the Heathcliff blog? What is um, the Heathcliff blog? It, I don't, it's so stupid, but I'll tell you about it cause I can't do the link. Um, one of my friends posted a Heathcliff comic strip once and it was just insane. And I started reading their archives on like one of those comic strip sites and it's so crazy and so stupid i just started blogging about them being like what is this like what are they talking about here so mm. that's it it's called uh heathcliff for why and the uh site is orangecatantics.wordpress.com um by the way I, I apologize for saying garfield earlier i know that's a huge faux pas in the heathcliff garfield world and uh yeah man yeah I, I, i'm out i'm out <laughs> I heard the anger in your voice. You covered it well, but I heard it right away. Yeah. It's like, God Wavered damn it. a little bit. Wavered a little bit. Yeah. Well, he's not eating lasagna out there, okay? He's living in... No, the- Heathcliff's like... Heathcliff is a thug. Right. Heathcliff steals. Yeah. He robs people. He yeah, has he a hardcore. He got a crew. Like- he has a bookie. He has, like, a straight-up bookie. There's one issue of the strip where the bookie came to his house to collect money, and Heathcliff's like, I, I don't have any. <laughs> So it's so ridiculous. You're like, what is this? It's so terrible, though. Yeah, now that I'm an adult, it's like I look back at that stuff. I was like, we were learning terrible life lessons, but yeah. Um, but yeah, Heathcliff was uh, way more gutter than Garfield. Remember that one, uh, the animated 
Garfield show that was split between Garfield and Heathcliff. Like some episodes, half of it would just be dedicated to Heathcliff and the dumpster people. It's like, yeah, man, um, totally different life out there in the junkyard. Yes, it is. You know, he, between sitting in the house and eating lasagna with Odie. Yeah, Heathcliff's like a street tough and um, basically. Uh, well, Gar- I have a theory that I have posed. There is this kid in Heath because Heathcliff came before Garfield. Mm-hmm. And there's this kid that like he lives with Heathcliff or he lives with his grandparents, and then Heathcliff is their cat. And I think that that kid grew up to be John Arbuckle. Mm. And so that's my theory. And also, the funny thing about the size that uh, the current cartoonist for Heathcliff is his name is Peter Gallagher, and I know it's not the actor. But I kept tweeting at the actor pretending it was him. I was like, hey, what's up with this? And finally he just like replies and we have like a running joke back and forth. It's kind of great. He's, he's cool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and also you have a podcast. Uh, you're a person yeah. of, of many different interests here. Uh, um, Brandy and Bill talk about black exploitation. Mm-hmm. What is that about? Uh, well, Bill, my white friend, who's about 40, and I talk about black exploitation. We watch a black exploitation movie, and then we talk about it, and that's about it. <laughs> um, I love black exploitation movies. I do, too. Netflix has a ton of them. They're so good. Um, I really think, like, I wish, it's kind of like that era of Hollywood is impossible to come back because the earnesty and sincerity in a good black exploitation film can't be duplicated. So oh, even yeah. if it's laughable now, you're never going to find people like even um, a movie like Black Dynamite, which I like, but it's yeah. more of a it's more of an ode. It, it's an homage to the black exploitation film. It's not truly black exploitation because none of those people, everyone there was in on the joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like my old school like uh like, I, I prefer something where, uh, like, like, you know, a Superfly or the Mac, where everyone's like, I'm gonna get an Oscar for this shit. And then, you and know. And they play their roles to the T. Right. Yeah. Um, and then there's something like, uh, Blackenstein, The Black Frankenstein. That is the official title of it, just in case you weren't clear. Yes. It's, um, and, uh, um, but it, it's so terrible. It's such a terrible movie. Like, yeah, I just kind of figure out something popped up here. Oh, that's, I'm just putting the audience up there. That is Brandy's YouTube. You guys can go check it out. Make sure you click on that, save it, and, uh, look, look at her, look yeah, at the comments. You go guys. to the center, you can drag it, drag it over to get it out your screen. Cause I know, cause yeah. she's like, it just popped up in my face. No, don't worry. I took it off the air already. Um, but I just, but yeah, that, there you go, guys. Uh, go like her stuff. Thumbs up. Tell her how great she is, how awesome she is. Cause she I had is. to turn off the comments cause I just didn't feel like dealing with haters. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm a weak person. Okay. I, I'm sensitive. <laughs> I'm probably in the wrong industry, but I had them turn off the comments because my uh, my home club posted those. They, it was cool because there's a comic named Jackie Cation. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, her album just dropped today. Um, she's awesome. Look it up on um, actually on my blog. There's a post link into her album, but she had a, a five camera shoot come in for a DVD. And she had all the, like a bunch of the comics who work at our club, like the features and the MC. Mm-hmm. We all got to utilize that five camera shoot and do a showcase set. So that was, that's what that's from. It was really cool. Now, um, you say you turn off the comments. Does that also turn off thumbs up, thumbs down? Probably, yeah. <laughs> I was just wondering. I don't know how it works because I'm not yeah, really. Yeah, I didn't. I had them turn it off normally. I'm just like, yeah, do whatever you want. <laughs> so. That's Jackie Cason calling. Uh, she's like, turn, turn the comments back on. Um, I'll let you use my camera for a reason. 
um but yeah it's it's the thing is like um you know i do understand because i'm sensitive about my shit it is probably the most weirdest part about having any type of public persona especially if you're not like rich or anything so you you can't really insulate yourself from uh criticism or just awkward interaction or whatever well Uh, the thing is though i mean i'd be fine with it but like there are people who have sought out my stuff just to trash it which i mean uh, yeah that's the internet but like it's like i don't feel like dealing with it i don't care i just want i just want this up here for you know, booking agents to see and my friends to see and people who are interested in me. And I really don't need your comments. I know it was a good set. So if you didn't like it, move along. Well, you know, that's the thing that's good about the internet though, is you can, can kind of control that, you know, yes, like yeah. people get, you know, um, uh, you know, pe- there's obviously trolls who are going to fight through any level of whatever. Like they, if you find someone dedicated enough, they can get to just about anybody, I guess. But, um, I love just this idea of, of like, uh, you know what, guys? Don't really want to know if you have anything bad to say, so block you, um, and mute this. And like, I kind of like that aspect of it. Yeah, I do. Um, and I think like, uh, comedy kind of exists in a weird world where you do want audience kind of participation, but on la- in a la- on a laughing, like on a general, like funny, not funny. Uh, and if it's not funny, go away. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, go change the channel, do something else. Right. <laughs> Um, so, all right, man, uh, what's your favorite black exploitation movie? Um, and what movies have y'all covered so far? Uh, we're, we have five episodes. We're about to do another one. I got busy or he got busy and went out of town or something. Um, we've covered Blackenstein, terrible. Uh, we did Foxy Brown. Um, we did, uh, The Last Dragon. Uh, That's my movie. That's my favorite movie of all time. Um, yeah, we did, uh, we did Monkey Hustle. And one other one, I don't know. And there's a reoccurring theme where, like, because I try to explain to him like the issues with potato salad, which I don't even think is a black thing. It's just like you don't eat strangers potato salad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we we have like a running joke about that. Just to, we talk about under season food every episode or something. So <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of funny because it's like yeah, it's just like this white guy and me, and we just like oh. So if people check it out. um you know, do you want them to leave five star reviews? You want? Oh to yeah, definitely. I tell okay. them at the end of the show. I, I say we have a five star review. We have a black president. So there you go. Okay, <laughs> so that you can do, yeah. people. So leave a five star review. Let her know what's up. Um, you know, she appreciates that. Um, what else has been up, man? Since the last time you've been on the show, it's been a while since we talked to you. Um, you know, uh, is everything straight, man? I feel like. Uh, I, I I hit you up and was like, so is this time gonna be good for you? And you were just like, uh, yeah, I'm straight. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm freelancing, uh, doing comedy. Nothing tight. It's, the weather here is fucked up. It's Minnesota, so that's how that is. It it was like 52 <laughs> yesterday, almost 60, and then this morning I look outside and I'm like, why is there snow on the ground? Wow. And then there was no snow. Like, there's no snow outside now. <laughs> so. Um, now, as far as stand up, like you said, um, you got to shoot with like Jackie Kaysen's setup and stuff. Did uh, you got, did you like meet her? Did you get to talk to her? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I know her. I was on her, oh, I was actually on her podcast. She has a podcast called The Dork Chorus. Yes. Where she just interviews people about, she calls them their dorkdoms. Mm-hmm. I'm actually wearing a t shirt right now, Dork Chorus. Um, but like, uh, yeah, they're basically, you know, I just talked about all sorts of stuff. Like, I like podcasts. I talk about podcasts and what I do to them to listen to them, mm. which is weird because I speed them up and then reduce the pitch and 
So it sounds like you're just talking fast. You don't sound like a chipmunk or anything. It's weird. Um, and then, uh, people talk about all sorts of things. Like she has different comics on and like famous people you, you know, you've heard mm-hmm. of. Uh, so I've met her. Yeah. Ask me, you know, I, I've, I've known her like since about 2011. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. She's real cool. I've heard her on, uh, Keith and the girl. Yeah. Um, cool. and, uh, yeah, I, I love that idea of just like different people's dorkdoms and whatnot and like what they're, what they're into or whatever. Um, I think Keith's was uh heavy metal or something. Yeah. And, uh, food, food. I think. yeah, I think hers is food. So that's cool, man. Um, as far as speeding people's podcast up and lowering the pitch, I know how to speed it up on my iPhone. I don't know how to lower, lower the, the pitch, pitch. So, oh, okay. Well, what I do is I use audacity and I just have a mm. thing called a chain there. It's so boring, but whatever. I'm on, I'm a guest. I get to say whatever. Um, <laughs> um, so what I do is I have like, I delete them all from iTunes, except I don't lower the pitch on podcasts I'm on because I like the sound of my own voice and I use it as a baseline. Mm-hmm. So I'll like take this episode, for example, just to do a check periodically and I'll make a copy of it, dump them all into this file. Uh, it, first of all, it takes out all the silence. Uh, then it, um, lo- it speeds it up 98%. Then it lowers the pitch. Uh, about 50% and then it just exports them all. So I just like click it, walk away. It goes wow. through however many files and then I load it back in iTunes and it's pretty quick. It, it takes up way less space. And, uh, yeah. Wow. You, that really is nerdy. That is pretty. I, but I mean, I listen to like so many podcasts. Oh, no. I, 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 this is a great solution. I, I'm always constantly behind on yeah. podcasts. And it seems like every day I find out like another person I know has a podcast and I'm, Part of my mind, I just catalog it like, all right, I need to check that out, and now my yeah. iPhone's full. Yeah, I well, just then people, stung. yeah, people on the on the Jackie's like her listeners got mad. They're like, you can use an app for that. I'm like, I have a BlackBerry, and also it still takes up more space if you just use an app to speed it up versus right. the file itself because you, you don't keep them and it it exports it at like 48 k's. Well, it sounds um, like it sounds like you're. Uh, I mean obviously you know your shit so even if they try to come at you i'm pretty sure you're like yeah i already thought of of my i have a system okay guys you know once i feel like once any person develops a personalized system it's very rare that uh, someone's gonna come in and really like revolutionize your shit not saying that they shouldn't you know offer advice where they can but I've probably already thought of it like every time, you know, it's, it's like when people come to me and like, well, have you thought about recording a show like this? Yeah, I, I fucking did. Uh, yeah. that's, that's that, but we ended up with this instead. Mm-hmm. Like we, uh, did you think every guest could localize their recording and mail it to you? I'm like, they could. And then it could take an extra day to get the show up. Um, or yeah, everybody could get the show that night in an hour. So what do you think is better? Um, all right, man. Um, Let's, let's, we got a lot of stuff to talk about on the show. Cool. Um, which I haven't introduced yet. Um, the Blackout Tips is the name of the show. You can find us at iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. Just search the Blackout Tips. Um, if you're on Stitcher.com, just go to the list of shows, uh, maybe the top 100 list of all shows ever and just kind of scroll to the bottom. Like, start at the bottom, scroll up because we're not like that high, but just, you know, <laughs> you might, you might see a show, you know, Somewhere between 93 and 100. I'm just saying, yeah. you might see a, a right. show kind of, you're kind of familiar with. It might be a, a black show. Yeah. 
you know it might be surrounded by you know podcast about by npr they got integrity yeah and money and stuff about standards yeah yeah you might we might be surrounded you might see a picture of two people that you listen to all the time and i think if you do see those people you click on that on stitcher and maybe leave them a little review give them a little thumbs up Keep free. our rating high. Yes. Keep us going high. Um, because uh, it's really cool to look on there and be like, look at us amongst our peers. So, um, yeah, make sure you guys do that shit on Stitcher. Yes. Uh, leave us five-star reviews on iTunes, obviously, if you want to have it read on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't read any other kind of reviews, mm-hmm. uh, but we will read your five-star review live on the air and uh, respond to it, regardless of what you have to say. Even if you don't like what we do, if you leave that five-star review, I'll talk to you. You know, I don't mind. Yes. Um, you can also do stuff like go to theblackoutest.com, phone the polls, all that great stuff. Leave, you know, leave comments and all this shit. You guys know what you're doing there, huh? You do it every week. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll appreciate it. We do. Become a premium listener, all that shit. So um, let's uh, talk about the official weapon of the show. The taser. An unofficial sport. is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme mm-hmm. and today's podcast <clears throat> is sponsored it is brought to you by tweakedaudio.com guys get you some nice headphones that go right inside of your ears um and uh they won't fall out Mm-mm. and they won't break but if they did break they come with a lifetime guarantee lifetime that is a ridiculous notion to give to anybody you know i'm just gonna wait till i get tired of mine throw them in the toilet Take them out and mail them back to Tweaked Audio. What are they going to do? Um, yeah. they, they made this promise, not me. I know. Put them in your wheel, pass them down to your kids. Yeah, I figure I have went through so many pairs of headsets in my life yes. um, that I'm owed at least 70,000 new pairs. And I'm going to get them, goddammit. So go to TweakedAudio.com, but don't be a sucker. Get free shipping and get 33% off your order when you put in code TBGWT. When you go check out, that's TBGWT, the black guy who tells. Uh, when you go check out and you'll get three, 33% off, lifetime guarantee, free shipping. They got all kinds of different styles and makes and models. You know, they got the kind. They got your little microphone so you can, like, answer the phone with your shit, man. So make sure you guys go do all that. That's tweakedaudio.com and code TBGWT. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we got show st- stuff to talk about. Um, first things first. Uh, new update on the hashtag cancel Colbert thing. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three days in a row we have talked about this. Yeah, I thought. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the first one, uh, the first time we talked about it, we just kind of talked about just the general idea and we thought it was a bit wrong headed. Mm-hmm. But okay. Then the second day, they interviewed Suey Park, and she was like, hey, man, I'm just out here being crazy because you know how it is, player. Just crazy, just be crazy. Hashtag activist got to be hashtag activist, you feel me? Um, and she was like, I don't even want the show canceled. And I was like, damn, that's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know? She's also like 23, which once you know that, you're like, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's like, uh, and, I, you know, I said the same thing about, like, uh, Bell Knox, too. And it's not to be completely dismissive of somebody just because of their age, because I do think, you know, there's all kinds of people who, you know, at different ages can still be, um, you know, very 
Like you can bring things to the table. A lot of a lot of movements in in the past come from the youth. Yeah, and you uh, also bring a lot of fuckery to the table. We've all been twenty three. Exactly. I mean. <laughs> That's the only problem. Is I've been eighteen. I've been twenty three. Everybody has, and everybody that's not that anymore goes, God damn, I was pretty damn stupid. I was on a podcast like a couple of years ago, and uh, we were ta- I was talking about how my theory is that the most insufferable age is 23, because 21-year-olds, yeah, they drink, but they just like, get excited. Uh, 23-year-olds are just out of college and think they know everything because they just got out of college. And then, like, my friend who was on, she's like, oh, because there are people human until they're 25. And I'm like, that's, okay, that's fair. Right. <laughs> um, but, like, 23-year-olds, that peak insufferable age. Even if you think back to when you were 23, you're like, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, I, you know, and, um, like, this article that I'm about to read, I just want to say, um, I feel like we've kind of covered it from several ways. Like, we talked about, it's kind of weird, like, we, and this is kind of the cycle of the internet. The first article we really covered was, like, almost like clearly on her side quote unquote presenting the like this is why the show needs to be canceled this is what happened and then the second one was i think more neutral where the person was like sympathetic and empathetic to her but at the same time they were like uh you know i as an asian american i disagree with her but i don't want to dismiss her the lady who wrote this shit didn't give a fuck um this is on jocelynstevens.com um and uh it, it it gets pretty um pretty intense, man. Um, but it it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, this, I can see like this. It almost confirms some of my worst fears. So I, I'm gonna say like, even let's say it's not true. Let's say half of this is true. It's still kind of damning, but whatever. <clears throat> so while everyone decided to use their creative writing skills to defend or attack Stephen Colbert over a tweet that used racist satire to mock the Washington Redskins. I've decided to cover the most central aspect of the melodrama, Suey Park. Because to understand hashtag cancel Colbert, you have to understand his creator. The last time I wrote about Suey, I ended my analysis of her by suggesting she'd be better off on a therapist's couch. So imagine my joy when I found out she took my advice to seek help. Uh, and they have, like, you know how you can embed people's tweets? She's embedded her tweet and says, I start therapy again today with an awesome therapist who gets the act of his life. I've never been this optimistic about therapy. Join me. So, um, and, and it's the weird thing too, cause Colbert covered this on his show last night. Mm-hmm. And as part of his coverage, he briefly showed her avatar picture for his, you know, like, I you know, uh, from this, uh, and he didn't say her name, but he just says like, from, uh, the person with, uh, Twitter talking about cancel Colbert to this thing and like immediately moved on. And I saw people who were like, did he really throw her picture on his show? She has a public account. It's it's just you really can't like it's like some people are just really gonna be mad. Like they're that you can't win because like even if you cover, he just need to, yeah, he just need to leave her out of it at this point. Just move on. Like it's not. There's no way there the people who would react rationally mm-hmm. aren't gonna go after her. But those people just saw that and they're like, yeah, let's get it. Let's go now. Like there's there was no benefit of pointing out who started that. Well, we that, all know. Well, the thing is, though, like, if it's weird, it's, to me, it's a weird line, right? So someone can go online, say, I want your show canceled, get it trending around the U.S. to all, for, for three or four days. You do a show, you cannot even address it. Address, Come address, up, like, that's, that's you can't even, like, put her picture up for a second or else somehow you're 
you're co-signing that she should be attacked even as you say with your words she should not be attacked and, and that that's a weird double standard to me yeah and and for me this is this is this is my uh the way i feel about this you show your ass in public you do it on a public platform you had no shame in putting your avi up there you had no shame in telling your your, your followers to 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 uh Put the hashtag out there. You had no shame in doing these interviews. You had no issue putting your face out there. None at all. Well, then the person that you're attacking has the right to say something back to you on a public platform, too. That's my thing. If, if, the, just like you use Twitter, he used the platform that he had, which was a television show. And I think that he had the right to address it because it, because it was such a big stink and so many people had so many different opinions about it. I think that he was forced to address it, even if he didn't want to, because it was such a big issue. And if he hadn't addressed it, he would have still been getting questions every time he went on an interview or something like that. It had constantly came up. So it was something that he was forced to address. Why? Because she went on a public platform to voice her opinion. So I think he has the right to come on a public platform and speak back. Well, I, I think, you know, oh, go ahead, Brandy. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, like, I know you guys have had this conversation before. There are, there are a few things that gets me as a black woman who's a comic. Uh, well, the first thing that you have to do with any of that is, one, the Redskins name is still racist as fuck. Like, are we yes. completely losing sight of that? It's still racist as fuck. And congrats to everyone. Congrats to Sesame Park. Congrats to Colbert for completely, like, not being, like, Colbert had the opportunity, in my opinion. I get that he needed to address this, but he had the opportunity to pull back and be like, in my opinion, the joke was he should have structurally gone after the fact that Dan... Snyder is Jewish. Like, the joke would have made more sense and been, like, more, like, punching up and attacking the irony of a Jewish man like The Onion did. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, bringing an Asian into it didn't, like, already was skewing from the issue because you're just bringing in another minority group. But, like, why not make Dan Smith look at himself, Dan Snyder look at himself? But the other issue with this is that, like, as a as a woman comic who spent literally last week, because in Minneapolis there was a thing that went down where there's a German restaurant that had on Martin Luther King Day a Nazi party. Like mm. it happened, and there are a bunch of comics who are of color here and like women who end up fighting with these white dude comics here and talking and arguing with them back and forth about like, look, you guys don't listen to us. Like we, you know, like, and I'm not one to be like extremely reactive, but mm. I'm not gonna just sit there and let you roll all over me. And it's one of those situations where I saw some ugly things too from white male comics. And mm -hmm. it was one of those, yeah, I think what she, the way she went around about it was wrong. Like I get why she's hurt. I get why she's upset, but her method of attacking, I did not agree with. Mm -hmm. Um, but then you saw stuff from like white male comics who are just like, Oh, that's it. That's it. Anyone who has any disagreement about race or anything we say, they're all lumped in with this one person who was doing something that we don't necessarily agree with, or we didn't necessarily agree with the methodology. And so we don't get the benefit of shades of gray because mm. of this. Well, and I think, I think that happens on both sides, right? Because for the last few days, I've wanted to discuss the merits of the actual joke and the, the satire that kind of led to it. And if it wasn't for our show, I would never be able to, because immediately people go, well, people were talking about threatening this woman and trying to rape her. It's like, well, I don't agree with that, obviously. I never did that. I think those people are disgusting and need to go to jail. Yeah, but we really need to handle the threats and stuff first before we can talk about anything else. It's like, so then basically it's either you have to agree with this person or you're kind of defending or giving cover to people that 
are threatening her life and it's like so then what's the point of why even start the, the talk why even talk you know like yeah. and i and then the same thing for you like and i said this also the same thing with people who pull out the fake outrage like flag they also demean both sides because i think there's legitimate gripes people have mm-hmm. the, uh, in in the nuance of comedy to say look i just think the joke in, in general uh was either wrong-headed or um i just think the joke in general um uh it, it lost steam because of this or it could have been done better or something like that and um i feel like those people are never going to get talked to um because people are like oh no you're just on the phony outrage machine you want to join yeah. up and do that but, but even like in terms of i'm not even talking about like the joke i'm talking about when i'm actually like people were giving passes to the people who were like Nazis. It was this group that they were, mm. they claimed originally to be, like, SS reenactors. But then, like, more and more about the story came out. It was clearly just some Nazis, like, chilling in Nazi, like, old, like throwback Nazi clothes. It was crazy. Um, mm. but all these people apologizing and not seeing why people would perhaps be made uncomfortable by the fact that we live in a town with people who go to a restaurant that I've been to or been near before. And this restaurant run by people whose parents were Holocaust survivors. That's a whole other thing to unpack. It's, is cool with like actual Nazis. How like us being upset about that is lumped in with someone being upset at what was intended to be a joke. Mm-hmm. With like we don't get even get like that benefit. It's crazy. And it and so when I'm sitting there and I'm just like, okay, or you're talking about race in the industry, or you're talking about being a woman in the industry, like there was a thing here too where there was a rape case that happened mm-hmm. um involving a comic. Not a comic from here, but it happened involving when they were at a club here. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, we can't, like, that suddenly lumped in with rape jokes, or that's lumped in with, you know, things where it's like, we can't talk about an entire breadth of an issue, mm-hmm. you know, versus, it, it just, it was really frustrating, because I'm like, I'm so tired right now, like, pick your battles, kiddo. That's just what I wanted to tell her. I wanted to be like, I get you're hurt, I get you're upset, and I'm not telling you not to feel that way, but as someone who's only 32, and but a little bit older than you, pick your damn battles. Like, yeah. it's not necessarily worth it. Well, I, I mean, I would also, I mean, first of all, I kind of feel like the Nazi thing and, uh, the, the, uh, what was it, the rape thing, those are kind of like separate issues, like from the, Col- just the Colbert thing, like the, just those even getting lumped together. Obviously, these dudes, uh, you know, clearly, clearly were just like, it's all the same shit. And I don't think that, you know, no, I like, don't I don't, either. like, we well, wouldn't like, say I that know on the you show. Don't, but the fact is, is that they're all going through this fatigue of discussing minorities and like women being hurt and so they're just like if they're hurt they're probably just screaming about some shit we don't care about it's, it's yeah they they might be but you know, like th- like but this is matter of fact this illustrates exactly what i was saying though we're never gonna have a conversation about the colbert shit because it's always yeah. some other shit getting brought up like it's actually impossible like every you know like you try it's like well, well here's let's talk about this it's like well this is about this other issue and, and like i really think deep down the core of this entire thing at this point is other groups of people are getting the voice on so through social media. They're just sick of white dudes, period. Yep. That's, and, that's and, 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 and there's nothing that white dudes can do about that. Mm-hmm. And I understand why they would be like, no, fuck you. Cause they, they're still human beings. Like it's like, there's a, a an overall signal, but individually that, that dude, you know what I mean? It's like if I walked into John's office and said, yeah, John, um, I don't like that Colbert shit. He's like, well, I don't really think it was that big a problem. Fuck you, white man. It's like, well, hmm. 
uh, <laughs> how do I respond to that? Because not every white person is going to be like, you know, take the uh, college course of, you know, okay, tell me what I did wrong and how I can help you and let me hear your feelings. I just think human beings in general don't do that well. And I think that's kind of what happens here where a lot of white people are like, yeah, okay, um, I, th- you're just crazy now. I can't be on 10 with you right now. Yeah, well, but- I think that this also, like, like an example, and it sounds like, because you really think about it, like Occupy Wall Street mm-hmm. seem to have the exact same problems. Where like it started out being like, yeah, fuck the bankers and what they're doing. Here are two simple requests. They need to be regulated or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then everyone just showed up with their 50 issues. And I'm like, what? Like, I agree that this is all messed up. And, like, the 1%, the 99%. But, like, what is your plan? What do you want? Like, mm-hmm. what exactly do you want? And it just became everyone's issues where it was, like, stuff that had nothing to do with the original thing. And then everyone's yeah. like, I don't care. You're just yelling at me. And everyone, it, it failed. That's, it, it that's failed. how that's how this feels to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's everyone's issues. It's not, like, like I said, we... Uh, I like I really just want to talk about this Colbert thing, but it's it's almost impossible because it's gonna be well. Uh, uh, this this like yesterday, someone put a link. A uh, feminist uh, in like New York walked outside of her house and got punched in the face. It's like, see, online threats are real. It's like I never, n- no, no one's but, even debating it. No, it's, we're not. But now you can't move on because we got to talk about that. Karen, what are you gonna say? I'm yeah, sorry. and and my thing is this. I I think the the biggest thing about uh the whole situation and that i have an issue with and i spoke about it yesterday and i'm still uh got my fuck you bitch signs up it's with the fact that when you read that argument that she said she was just kidding so it's just one of those things where the issues that you bring up brandy people actually believe and actually want to stand behind those things but it's an issue where you have somebody that doesn't even fucking believe what they started and i have an issue with that you you, you're getting on him for making a joke but then the whole issue about you was a joke and then you get mad because he used your picture but yet you went on a public platform and and, and went at him so it's it's all a big joke well then don't get mad when the joke's on you when he talks about you on his public platform that's the issue that i have if she stood behind what she believed in and had integrity i wouldn't be so mad well, okay, so I didn't even really read her, and if somebody in the comments, I'm just reading the comments, said that mm-hmm. she, I think she was trying to get the mob off her, because, like, what she was saying, because, like, we've all been joking, we'll, like, cancel this, or, like, fire so-and-so, or something stupid, we, we're all on Twitter, we all, like, mess around like that, and I think there was one, like, it would have been pretty clear if, like, when it happened, she had been like, I'm totally kidding, but I think I agree with Joe in the comments, and he's just like, I think she said that to get the mob off her, and she doesn't know how to get them off. This is unprecedented. You know, I would like to believe that, but I'll, and I'll read it later, but no, she kind of likes being at the eye, in the eye of the storm. Mm-hmm. She Like, that is kind of her brand, is I, I want to start fires. And she didn't say she was sorry or whatever. She basically said... I didn't, I did not think it would blow up like this, but her, but her general sentiment was like, um, if you think I'm crazy, I'm just going to act crazy. And I don't think that's the same. That's not the same as going, Hey, everybody, please leave me alone. It's more like, um, I don't need to have a reason. The reason is this shit blew up and that's enough of a reason for me. Didn't she have some like other trending major yeah, hashtag she, thing like well, not your Asian yeah, like, sidekick um white uh black power yellow peril like she had some other how ones. could she how couldn't she know at that point like that's one of those things where it's like it's going to increase she has that vocal power I know who follows her based on who is retweeting her I think we all know who follow her mm-hmm. based on like we follow similar people it it's you know it's like I I don't want to tell her to 
shut up because I everyone should have what I want to take take responsibility be prepared like it's yeah. one of the things like you need to know that like people are going to come at you the internet is terrible and like me like I'm just like take responsibility be prepared prepared mm-hmm. I turned off my comments and it's it's she's had these past hashtags like nobody she first of all nobody has any right to threaten her and right. say the thing that everybody has a right to disagree with her that's fine right. yes but like nobody has a right to threaten her and make her feel unsafe. It, it, like, su- also, it sucks that we wouldn't like go out there and then back down. It, it's it's not helpful to her cause. It's not helpful to anyone's cause. I mean, so. the thing is, because the other alternative, and this this is the weird part to me is, um, people can turn so quickly on Stephen Colbert, and I'm pretty sure it's because he's a white man. But then they have to give her every last shred of the doubt, like. Both like it's weird to me that both both sides of this thing can't see what like I'm only giving Stephen Colbert benefit of doubt because he's a white dude and I'm a white dude and then there's I'm only giving her benefit of doubt because I'm a person of color or I'm a woman and and she's a woman and it's still kind of like if you use the same standards that people judge the other side for on each other both I think I everyone would walk away from this shit because they'd be like okay this is pretty silly I'm being very scrutinizing of a guy who's putting 10 years into a character for satire and said some pretty outlandish things in for satire over 10 years and people have all gotten it and then i'm also putting a lot of uh stock in this this 23 year old who can sometimes be all over the place but it's like once you fight or once you get into it no one wants to say okay maybe this wasn't worthwhile maybe i was wrong Maybe this person isn't who I thought they were. Everyone's just going to fight for their side. Yeah, I mean, I think that we're not just dealing with, like, a white guy here. We're dealing with a white guy with a power base that is phenomenal. I mean, he, he act, I mean, his sister ran for Senate, and then he was able to, like, just off his TV thing, like, kind of give her that bump. He has a thing called the Colbert bump. We're, you know, it's, he, there's a lot more in play here. Like, I agree with your general premise, but I think that, it's just one of those situations where, like, honestly, I don't fucking care. Like, like I just, like, at this point, like, the Redskins' name is still fucking racist. Can we get mm-hmm. back to that? Like, it's still racist. Yeah, well, I think, over here doing t- I, I think I'm that was his... That, but I'm talking about the issue. Yeah. That's what the satire was about. Right, was... but but we're not off of this because of him. You know what no, I mean? I'm like, saying. clearly his joke was structured in a way where even if you think he should have went after... The Jewish thing, like the onion, um, like, which I'm the onion, that, like it's still, the media is like getting it away. Like, yeah, yeah. Out of control. They've lost the narrative. But even, oh. even, by the way, even the onion got in trouble for that. I wanted to mention that earlier. Like even they got in trouble where people were like, what? Kike? You can't say that. It's like, okay, so that's your trigger word. So you can't say that. Got it. But the joke still fucking stands. Anyway, um, the, the thing is though, I think it, he's more than just some white dude with a TV show. Like, I think it's kind of fucked up because he has put in the time. Like he, like is he does have an extreme amount of talent. He's won awards. Um, it's, if if this was W. Kamau Bell or something like that, who uh, people uh, like you know hold up as as a, as an alternative to this kind of thing, people just weren't watching that shit. So it's yeah. like as much as people like there to me, people skip over the fact that it does take talent to get people to come out and, and stay and to watch and to become fans and dedicate themselves. It's like it's it's more than just, well, he's a white dude with a platform. He wasn't given the platform. He earned the platform 
but it's like because he's a white dude that shit just goes out the window like it's it's animosity towards white dudes in general and i think you know the target does matter it's not just indiscriminate like oh white white stand-in white man any anyone you know see i don't i mean i don't necessarily like i agree with aspects of your read on it but i don't i don't think that anyone is saying he's well okay i'm sure someone is saying the following things like yeah most people are not saying that he's not talented that he doesn't deserve to be where he is i think he should have won awards when the daily show was winning them long ago i've I've not watched the daily show and i've still been watching his show well i don't like anymore but like that has nothing to do with i just didn't but um Mm -hmm. i think that like the the issue at hand is just like and it's the same thing you go back to all the rape joke controversies and you go back to every single fucking comedy controversy is that like are you going to sit there and nitpick every single joke are you going to like deal with like the big issues Mm -hmm. that are like fueling this problem and so it's like or whatever the you know the general problem is like are we really mad about someone miswording a joke or some like hacky asshole like making like a oh i'm gonna rape women joke which is not Mm -hmm. funny or are we concerned that there are people out there who actually are making women feel uncomfortable or, like, threatening them? Right. And it, it's just, like, I feel like we've gotten to the point in it with a lot of, a lot of, like, Twitter activism is good. Like, I mean, like, the Trayvon Martin thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, a lot of times it's just, like, completely, completely missing the, the big picture. Yeah, but and is it, is, I actually challenge that. Is it good anymore? I feel like, I, I feel it like it jumped happened. the shark. I feel like it jumped the shark. I feel like there were, like anything, there was a time when things were genuine and now people are like, oh, this is a way to get my name out there. Mm-hmm. I can get this thing trending. Like when your first, <laughs> when your first inclination, when seeing that quote taken out of context is, Hey, my followers, here's a hashtag. Let's trend it. It seems. And then you go, I didn't really, actually, I don't want the show canceled. I'm a fan. I don't have a problem with it. It's actually kind of like, well, maybe this jumped the shark. Maybe it's not as good as it used to be because people realize how much of a vehicle it can be for self-promotion. But like, I think that you could say that was every single platform that's ever yeah. existed. I, I mean, agree. I think, that, yeah. I think that for certain things, it's still the only way you can reach people. And if it's for something like localized, that's important, that actually is. Yeah. But if you're trying to like, honestly, if you're trying to form a national campaign to like take out, down something, Twitter, no. But if it's something, you know, the smaller scale stuff, you don't always have to go for the, the top scale stuff. And mm. sometimes it's also just, it's, I don't know, it's just fucking fun. Yeah, I think it's it, I think it used yeah. to be like, you know, um, more, like anything. I, I'm sure that the first person that like put up a civil rights sign, that motherfucker was all in. But I, but at some point, there were people that were like, all right, man, listen, we can get paid off this shit if we spend it a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, it's just the nature of humanity. It's not necessarily like a just Suey Park or just whatever or just this. Suey Park might next month. Suey Park might have some hashtag that makes perfect sense and is legitimate all the way down the line. But I think she does a disservice to her, her brand. She does a disservice to, uh, at people who take this shit seriously to be like yeah well guess i didn't really mean it so don't worry about it like if she pops up as an interview as a interview on the colbert report in two weeks i won't be shocked like no. i'd be like that makes about that's about right like, mm-hmm. it seems like the trajectory it would take 
Say that again. I'm sorry. I'm, I said that seems like the trajectory that this is yeah, going to take. Yeah, I wouldn't even be surprised, man. I, it, the worst part to me is not even her. It's so many people fought each other. So many people got up in arms about this shit. And I, on either side, you're never going to see anybody go, I, I feel kind of silly. Like, I really said things to people. I accused people of shit. I really got into this. And come to find out, this person didn't even really take it that serious. I don't know why I took it well, so serious. People were being crazy. Because, like, I mean, I follow, uh, like, comics who I, you know, I know enough. And there was one who was just like, hey, I used to work for Comedy Central. Like, people quit. They're like, that's not how this is. Like, that's not how that account is run. Like, here's how it's actually run. And here's what's, like, going on. Also, it's 2 in the morning. That person's probably in bed. Like, right. people were laying out, like, practical stuff. And I remember you were online, right? You are just <laughs> yeah. like, can we just wait? Yeah, yeah. So he has to address this. Why don't we just wait till Colbert wakes up, sees this, and then issues a response? If we all done that, honestly, we'd not be talking about this right now. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. I like it's like it's funny because I'm talking to to me. It's interesting to talk about the chaos that ensued, but that was pretty much me throughout the entire thing. Was like, okay, but wouldn't it be more realistic that someone this shit happens at two in the morning? A guy's probably fucking sleep. He doesn't have a show for three days. He's probably going to respond on the air. He's His staff and him have been through things before. They're probably not going to come out and just say, fuck you, and start throwing around racial slurs. They're probably going to have some type of nuanced but funny response. All this shit happened if everyone would have waited three days. Yeah, but if everyone that can't had happen. waited, even with like the minor attacking, here's yeah. what I predict would have happened. They would have woken up. Colbert would have issued a statement on Twitter or yeah. something and been like, stop attacking whoever did this. Like, stop yeah. threatening them and like, it would have, I mean, it just, it was so like, people, and people were getting mad. Like, people who I typically, like, agree with or I find their perspectives as a minority interesting, uh, were getting really like, I was like, whoa, we, can we just wait? Like, this is like, we're really gonna go to, we're, I need you at like a three right now and you're at a 12. You're at a 12. <laughs> it's out. really, it's really weird too because, um, a, a lot of times when, when stuff like this pops off, um, people want to have like the first take, the hottest take, the most angriest. They want to like rally and bring their cause into it, mm -hmm. whatever that is. Um, and it feels like everybody kind of started doing that shit. But, um, I, like, I kept catching flack from, from both sides because I would just be like, well, it's shades of gray. It's probably this. And it's like, no, fuck that. Uh, th this is the only way this thing could possibly be. And you're like, you're giving cover for, er like, for, when I was like, probably just because you don't, I was like, how come people don't call outrage fake when they agree with it, right? True. It's only like, it's only fake outrage when you're on the other Basically. side, right? When you, when you're legitimately upset and other people join you, it's like, yeah, this is a great organic moment. When you don't agree with the people being mad, and it's like, fuck those people, man. They're just manipulating everybody. And it's like, you know, there's gray to it. There's probably people who are legitimately outraged. There's probably people mm -hmm. who have legit gripes with, with, with the way that the joke went and all this shit. There's also people that are probably, you know, um, monetizing it or whatever, branding well, it. Also, you know? I mean, I'm also kind of torn because sometimes on Twitter, Twitter is the easiest way for me to hop online at any time of the day and right. chat with people of like mind or like interest. Be like, hey, this was kind of messed up to me or this was interesting to me. What is your opinion on this? And that's why I like Twitter. Right. And I'm not even trying to, like, be a part of the, uh, you know, like, rush to wherever the fight is. Right. I just want to talk about it with, like, you know, people I'm cool with. And then I'm getting swept in this. I'm like, I'm not defending. I'm just trying to gather some information here. Right. And that that's why Twitter is great. Now, on the other hand, some people like who are like, 
just trying, I'm like, I'm not necessarily trying to argue yet. I'm just trying to gather some facts. I'll let you know. what I'm like, also, if I'm really going to argue with you, it's probably going to be a long form. Like, yeah. it's, you know, I'll get into minor arguments, but it, it's just, it's, I per- I personally do prefer the short form of Twitter. <laughs> uh, one, it limits how much you can talk to me, um, mm-hmm. and then two, um, it Twitter gives an automatic timeout after so many posts, which is probably the most brilliant part of Twitter. Yeah, you, you know, they might even have to reduce it at some point, but at least they might. I do like I I've been in the middle of something, and then I got the hey, you can't make any more tweets and thought that's about right. I, I should yeah. go. I should go do something with my life for a couple hours that has nothing to do with the internet. I'm gonna go do that now. Thank you, Twitter, uh, for putting me in a timeout. So I kind of well, like I say, it. Like, when I say longer, it's like there are people I disagree with politically and stuff. But mm. if they've shown to be respectful and sane, and we're like actually having a conversation, I'm like, oh, let me see your view. And they're like, well, this is what I believe. Why do you think this? I might be like, hey, shoot me an email. Let's talk about this offline but like i just don't want random people doing that all the time like if you've shown to be <coughs> not fucking crazy mm. let's perhaps chat or not sometimes i'm just tired and i don't want to talk about it anymore you know the other thing i realized too is that um and this might sound a little weird guys but um everybody's gonna die so and none of ah! none of your opinions are powerful enough to change anything so mm. have you uh, seen the timeline of the far future no, I have not seen it. And it's a it's a web, it it's a Wikipedia. It's a thing called the timeline of the far future, where they basically lay out like everything that's going to happen. They're like, and then eight hundred and fifty million years from now, right. all life on Earth will die. And so, whenever my friends and I are on Facebook, we're sick of talking about something. We're like, yeah, but we'll all be dead in 100, 850 million years. And we just like post a link to it, that. It really just that thought alone is really what keeps me from like going off a lot of times where i could like be like man fuck you and i don't want to be your friend i'm just like it really is does this guy's opinion about obamacare really the problem like it's like if i can change his mind what have i changed really in life if i could change a dozen people's mind a thousand people's minds i really wouldn't have done shit so i don't really care you know like everyone's kind of a drop in in the ocean um all right so let me finish reading this we didn't even get a paragraph in yeah but it <laughs> but it appears the lower twitter fame and opportunities it brings is too great to ignore because once again so can't quit herself you would think that for all the offline activism she claims to be doing she would have less time to tweet but no Sui spent her entire weekend engaged in a full-on meltdown portraying herself as a victim trying to convince her haters that hashtag cancel colbert was satire she's too young to suffer the wrath of the internet that and that she's the real deal because she turned down obscene amounts of money from elitist agents to ride or die with black feminists as a woman of color feminist myself i'm not impressed for someone who was always on the bed on bed rest suffers from severe anxiety and eating disorder sui sure likes making herself the center of attention when the pressure becomes too much to bear she uses her chronic illness as an excuse to not engage with people who disagree with her um and they like put another tweet in there also i'm a disabled activist with a chronic illness as a woman of color i don't appreciate their tweets so like she argued with these people back and forth and then she was like uh you guys are calling my body to go in shock i'm gonna have panic attack and these aren't people going i'm gonna rape you it's just people being like you're annoying and your opinion is stupid and we were like no uh now um i'm gonna you know this you you have You've injured me mentally so bad that I can't do this. And I think to me, that is kind of an unfair tactic to use on people. But, you know, people, this is what happens when you try to engage with people on the Internet, because to me, people took her too serious. Like people just take 
people too serious. I've seen it happen with that. Remember that Ask Shabby dude? Mm-hmm. Like, I've Dang. seen people in the last, hard on him. in the last week or so, I've seen people that say, like, um, don't put people's pictures online or don't use their quotes from Twitter in an interview, if, even if they're public or whatever. Don't, like, don't do any of this shit without explicitly getting permission. I remember people taking Shabby's photo from going to jail. Mm. When he got arrested, I mean, he didn't even go to jail. Mm. Um, people posting this information about him being a deadbeat dad. Yep. People um, like posting pictures of him with his son. Mm-hmm. Like, no problems. The same people. These aren't yeah. strangers. No. Other another group. This isn't like when people do that thing where they're like, "I bet it's the same people." I know it's the same people. Mm-hmm. It it blows my mind that 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 there's these these weird double standards, and it's very odd to me that um folks can't see it you know so i I, like that's the biggest turn off to me and all this shit i'm not even gonna finish reading the rest of this i'll just tell you guys like she's 23 she's all over the place the article i think is very biased against her and you know we've read one for her we kind of read one in the middle this one's pretty much against her in general um i think it's a good read just to kind of get that third part of you know because i think it does pay to get multiple views of the same thing but Yeah, I, I just think the, the 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 main takeaway I have from this is people took her way too serious and people use a lot of this shit to, to get on their own launching platforms instead of like what the entire topic started off being, man. Now, like it's sad. Like I said, you're never going to have a discussion, but you're going to have a lot of fights and a lot of people that disagree and a lot of people that are slandering each other and all this shit. It really didn't need to happen. But no. maybe now people can know how other people really feel about them and shit like that. I think that did happen where people are like. Uh, you know, hey, I have an I have an opinion on this. Well, you're a man. Shut up. Okay. Well, I know where I stand now. <laughs> like, I uh, I guess my opinion's only okay if it agrees with you, and I'm out. You know, like I think people have lost quote unquote allies and shit like that over something that some the person who started is like I didn't take it that serious. So yeah, and and, and a lot of times people don't like to be reasonable and they don't really want to have conversations yeah but and then like i said i don't uh i don't care how uh people view it i know people are gonna be like they're attacking her they're putting her tweets on this website they're doing this they're trying to take her down i don't understand how she it's okay for her to take people down but it's not okay the other way back like i don't i don't i guess i just don't understand the rules of this shit and why well, I mean, allegiance it seems like allegiance takes place over principle so often if i agree with her then you're not you're not allowed to do what she does to you but if i disagree with someone hey here's a picture of him not paying child support go go twitter you know yeah i mean i think that again just we can't i mean we all are on board with this but like just don't Stop trying to kill and rape people. Like, damn, it's not that hard. Like, you can disagree without being a monster. It's pretty, pretty easy. I, like I said, the people I've seen, majority of them, not even majority, yeah. every single person I've seen talk about it has been reasonable. Now, I don't yeah, follow yeah. a lot of rapists or trolls. I get called nigger daily on fucking Twitter, daily for the show, for uh, just the amount of followers I get. I don't bring it up because, honestly, if I, if I like, say I said something, um, Hey, I don't like Brandy for some reason, whatever, right? And people were like, fuck you, Rod. Brandy's the coolest. And I go, well, you don't have to call me a nigger. Everybody would be like, where did this come from? Because I wanted to talk to you about why you don't like Brandy, not, you know. Well, one person called me a nigger over here, and another one called me that last week. 
And I'm only talking about that shit now. I feel like that's kind of what happens. Like, you, they don't want a conversation. You could Dude. go, I'm going to, in addition to saying, don't fucking talk, threaten me, I do also want to talk to reasonable people. That It just doesn't happen. Now, mm -hmm. hey, I'm getting mental issues and my body's going into shock, so we can't have a discussion anymore, guys. Sorry. Well, I, I, I'm yeah. really thinking about adopting these tactics, by the way, like the asshole in me. Is really thinking of next time someone says I didn't like some shit you said on the show, being like, "Oh no, I'm getting lightheaded and my body's going into shock, so we're not gonna be able to talk about this." Um, ah! Don't write the show or ever discuss this with me again, uh, person. You know. Well, I think that also she needs to stop fucking around with mental illness and using that as like a way to get out of stuff. As someone who's had depression and had that shit fuck up my life at times, like when I. I don't use it. Like, when I'm like, I am not, you know, fortunately, I, I just had depression. It wasn't too bad. But, like, to use it as, like, it's not a game. Mental illness mm. isn't a game. It's not something you use to, like, get whatever she's doing. I don't know. Like, I hope she gets the help that she needs. But, like, it's not, like, there's already a stigma with mental illness. Like, stop. Just, like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's really as someone who's seen it and been there, it's really frustrating to see people fuck around with it like that and I don't know I hope she gets the help she needs and we don't have to deal with this again but well, I mean, anytime, anytime she gets kind of cornered, it seems like she throws out this, you're triggering me shit. And, and the thing is, if you, and it's not, hey, I want to rape you, you're triggering me. It's, you disagree with me and you said, yeah. I'm stupid, you're triggering me. So it's like, if you, to me, that's a telltale sign of somebody who's either, you know, unstable or being manipulative or both. Um, just for Twitter's sake, for popularity's sake, for whatever, like, I want to win this debate. And I think it's very weird. Like, uh, and it's like, if you point out that it's weird, there's like, no one wants to talk about that shit. Not, you know, here we have our platform. So I do want to talk about it. It's weird that her and Michelle Malkin are cool. Are cool. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's weird that someone who's so antithetical to just liberal principles in general and such a racial opportunist uh, people are like, oh no, it's cool that she agrees with us now because blah blah blah. It's like, I to me, me personally, if I said some shit on this show and then someone went, hey, you know, um, um, you and Steve Harvey agree on this one, I'd be like, mm, I need to think about this because uh, I'm gonna go check out exactly what he said because there's no fucking way <laughs> me and that <laughs> asshole agree on this shit. There's impossible for us to agree on this. Let me see exactly how we agree. And even then, we're not friends. We're not buddies. But I'm not going to be like, me and Steve Harvey follow each other, guys. Like, that kind of shit is weird to me. It's all throughout this article that I read, and I was just like, man, this, this person is weird. You know, like, forget good, bad, whatever. Very weird. And I would not center any discussion around her for a platform on Twitter. So, anyway, <clears throat> let's talk about some other things, guys. Tax the oh, go ahead, Brandy. I was, I was joking. I just said Heathcliff. Uh, yes, he's no, no. actually guys. Heathcliff is coming up now. Um, taxing the childless. That's right. People that don't have children. Yeah, <laughs> her face being taxed. Um, this is an article in Slate, written oh, by no. Rehan Salam. Says, when my mother was my age, she was working full time while raising three small children, and she spent every spare moment studying to finish her graduate degree. My father was working extremely hard as well. Between the two of them, they were able to provide their kids with a sol solidly middle-class life, but it wasn't easy and it wasn't always fun. 
So now as a childless professional in my mid-30s, I often reflect on the sacrifices working parents make to better the lives of their children. And I have come to the reluctant conclusion that I ought to pay much higher taxes so that working parents can pay much lower taxes. I believe this even though I also believe it's not inconsiderable. Uh, I believe a not inconsiderable share of my tax dollars are essentially being set on fire by our frighteningly incompetent government. Leviathan is here to stay whether I like it or not. And someone has to pay for it. That someone should be me and people like me. Now, I don't have any kids. Karen, how many kids you got? Zero. Okay. Brandy, you got you got some kids? I got a cat. Okay. Um, I got to say, don't agree with this. I don't even know why parents would agree with this. They already get tax breaks for having kids. Yeah. Which I don't, which I don't get. Right. Which we don't get. Uh, which, they need to, why don't they just get rid of the tax <coughs> breaks then? Like, I don't. I don't even think they should get tax breaks for having kids. I don't think people should get tax breaks for getting a house or getting married. Like, I think the government kind of socially engineers these constructs that uh general consensus has decided are good and promote certain things. Yeah, because you know they they actually they promote marriage. They kind of well, they promote straight marriage. Yes, yeah, straight marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's they, not really. I don't think the government. If if you're going to go this extreme. The answer isn't raising my taxes. The answer is the government shouldn't play any role in social engineering. Nope. If this is the case, don't let them pick and choose favors because that's what happens. And we end up in these, you know, conundrums where it's like, uh, you can get married, but not you two, you know, shit like that. Yeah. And, and the, the, the thing, uh, the thing about it to me is that if you talk to most people that are in, um, economics, that's what they would say would be the right thing. Like they were saying the government loses a lot of money by actually even allowing tax breaks on any platform whatsoever. But if you take that away, people be outraged because they felt like I have a house. What was the point of me getting a house if I wasn't going to get a tax break? He says, uh, who should pay more? Non-parents who earn more than the median household income, just a shade over 51000 By shifting tax burdens from parents to non-parents, we will help give America's children a better start in life. And we will help correct a simple injustice. And my thing is this. Most people do not make 51000 mm, Well, it's two people in one house. So let's say two, like two married people in their 30s, combined income in a household, fifty over 51000 If you have college degrees, that's perfectly doable. Like okay. that's actually very likely. Okay. So all of a sudden they would raise your taxes because you don't have any kids. I was about to say one person that, you know. Yeah, yeah, even one person that still would be fucked up. But, you know, people that, you know have good jobs good degrees um i find it interesting that this, i was just reading up on him because i remember i had heard of him he believes in congestion pricing which is you know it's interesting it's like uh you know if you drive into manhattan during peak hours you pay more or whatever mm-hmm. but he believes in taxing people without kids less. It's like why don't you just decrease the incentive to have that many kids like if you have more than you know like you don't get breaks for this many I don't under like I kind of don't understand how this fits in with his philosophy mm-hmm. versus him just trying to shake up economics. That's that's what this seems like. Like, oh, let's all pay attention to economics. Well, it also just seems to me like more um, good. It feels like there's this undertone of good versus bad that I don't appreciate. As a person that's chosen not to have children, mm-hmm. I think it's uh, fucked up to try to put your morals on top on me that's right i don't subscribe to the same morals that you do i don't think 
not having a child is something that should be punished or that someone else's child is some treasure or joy. I think uh, I think far less people should be having children in general. Yes. So, you know, if we're going to start legislating people's beliefs, um, I would love to have a vote on who the fuck gets to have a kid in America. That's never going to happen. So stay the fuck out of my sperm. Yes. And I would love to have the fact of. I, why am I paying for for schools that I'm not fucking going to, and I never yeah. will have a child to go to? My tax you know, dollars already pay for, for your parks. fucking kids. Yeah, paying for all kinds of shit around the city that I will never utilize. Right. This will be like if Brandy is like, I have a cat. Everyone needs to pay for my cat. I'm gonna walk I mean, around and get some money for my cat. Hey, look, trying to build I, a cat park. I mean, I'm I'm sure because I would be like, oh, don't. Cause that that's that's slipping into this whole like fuck the poor thing. I mean, I'm not saying you are. I'm saying that like, why I'm personally torn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just like, yeah, I'll pay property taxes, pay for schools. I may have kids. I mean, I don't need your dumb kids roaming around my neighborhood, fucking it up for everyone. Right. But like at the same time, like, why are you punishing me for not ultimately putting more people out there that you then have to pay for with schools and you <laughs> then have to like my untaxed. Because I don't have a kid, still funds your kid. Right. Like I still pay property taxes if I have a place. I still buy things. I still help pay for healthcare. I still pay for public welfare programs, and I'm fine to do that. So don't punish me because I make more and I'm more productive. I'm not saying like I have like a high rate of productivity in terms of economics. And having a kid is your choice. You know what I mean? Like, is is certain things are personal choice. I don't want to have to pay for someone else's wedding. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like there's Dude. there's a bunch of shit where you don't have to do these things. The idea of I, the underlying principle of this article is just something I disagree with, which is that somehow having a child is doing the world of, of service. Yep. Um, and not having a child somehow is not doing the world of service. So therefore, you need to pay your fair share of other people's children. I don't need to do that. No, because I didn't enjoy and didn't sweat and didn't fuck that one time to make produce any of those children so it is not up to me to are the kids something that i didn't enjoy. can i just like come by your house on saturday and be like your kids are washing my car and cutting my grass no oh that's wrong okay well then fuck you no you can't have my money like i don't get any of the benefits the kids don't come over and like uh do my dishes once a week like that's not gonna happen i don't understand where the trade-off is for me as <laughs> like what is in this shit for me other than <laughs> Other yeah, than my losing my money. my money, yes. Um, but uh, he says um, the willingness of parents to bear and nurture children saves us from being an economically more more nation of hateful curmudgeons. The least they act can- like everyone who has kids loves them, like, right? I mean, or takes care of them responsibly. This man has never lived in any hood. You know what I mean? He's never lived. Anywhere where you see kids and go, I'm going to cross the street because I don't know them kids. Like, he's never played ball at Seabrook Park and almost got beaten up by 17, 15-year-olds like I did. And I think that's the moment in your life where you go, we need less kids in the world because I could take two or three of these motherfuckers. But 17, no way. They would kill me. So I had to apologize. I'm sorry. Shouldn't have talked all that shit. Um, Raising children is not exactly a thankless undertaking, I realize, as many parents will tell you. Satisfaction of the parent can be their own reward. Parents appear, very, appear to be very into their supposed cuteness of their progeny. I wouldn't know, but that's word on the street. We as a culture still hold parents, and particularly working parents, in high esteem. Says who? Yeah. 
that this like i said it's um it's kind of like those religious arguments where people were like when um i watched noah and i was like i loved it it was great uh it was a good movie and someone was like well my problem is it's not historically accurate and i was like according to whose history it's right. like the bible well you know as a christian i say well i'm not a christian so i i don't like i just went to see a kick-ass movie i don't want to have to debate you about your religion to say i enjoyed this movie i didn't say you need to enjoy the movie only that i enjoyed it and that's the kind of undertone this article has where it's like well i came with this set of beliefs well i don't share those well we all agree right no we don't all agree <laughs> stop trying to throw that out there like it's some underlying premise billion different versions of the bible i just it's a movie it's a movie about a story it's a damn good movie there's a it's just a movie adapted mm-hmm. from a book that's what i'm looking at yes and a very good adaptation by the way everybody go check out Noah in theaters uh right now uh if you want to see a grenade launcher uh also oh, upset now i haven't even been paying attention uh yeah people are upset uh it made so, it made I mean, good like, money when's the when's the uh movie set like the time period um i don't know what year it was they don't they don't they don't a they don't deal with those bc brandy they don't deal with those details in this movie are you serious that's why it's they good they got rocket launchers i don't they got rocket launchers no, soon as i say rocket launchers you should not be allowed to ask any serious questions about when this movie <laughs> happened Rocket I didn't launchers. I don't know if that was set in the future now or the past. That's all I was asking. No, it's, it's in, it's in a, 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 time, a galaxy far oh, away. Far, far away. <laughs> like, it's just that no exists in its own world. It exists in an Africa that I did not see one person of color in. That is the kind of movie Noah is. It is tremendous. Um, um, all right. Uh, before you yes, go on, and yes. I know, because uh, I read this whole article, Right. And it's just one of those things where before I move on, they also talked about parents working and, yes. you know, the, the advantages and disadvantages of, you know, parents having to work and not being able to, you know, to uh, uh, take Eat care of their, their kids, kids and yeah. shit like that. And my thing is that the whole issue that I have with this entire article is that you're addressing something that's deeper than taxes, you actually uh, need to address a systematic system that is not parent friendly, and that's something mm-hmm. they need to address. This a lot of it, a lot of that complaining falls back on the corporations. It falls back on the people's people's jobs and shit like that. That's what it really falls back onto. But you know, versus raising my taxes, tell people's job to be more understanding to parents. Well, be- you know who it is friendly. First of all, it is parent friendly or. It's friendlier to parents than it is to me and you. Right? It's friendlier to us than it is to Brandy. Right? Like it like it's all this moral hierarchy of, oh, we think marriage is better than being single. Oh, we think married and having kids is better than being um married with no kids. Oh, we think um, you know, uh married and having kids and being blind is different than you know, like there's a certain amount of like um of uh, bias in the in the tax code as is yeah and 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 kind of shifting from the tax code and i'm talking mm-hmm. more about like the job part of it when you talk oh, about you mean the jobs, jobs aren't in, but in the corporation but, but is it is it a jobs is it a job's responsibility to be um to to adapt to people wanting to be a parent like is like that's the weird thing to me is like is it the job's responsibility to 
prioritize itself to the things that you have prioritized over it. So if you say, I want to have a kid more than I want to be at work, should they go, oh, you want to have a kid? Well, here's a pay raise. Uh, here's some different hours for you to work that, you know, aren't convenient for us, but they'll be convenient for you. I think I feel like it's a perk of a job, but if I don't feel like it's a responsibility of a job. I think people should actually take the idea of having children a lot more fucking serious. Now that's true, too. Like, like they just I, don't. I, I, people just go, I'm going to have a kid. How are you going to afford it? I don't give a fuck. I'm having a kid. And here it comes. And that's the end. Like, there's no, like, consideration behind that. Like, what you're going to do about your job, what you're going to do about where you live, what school they go to, your relationship, even. Daycare. People just are like, I'm having a kid. Lot fuck logic, you know. Speaking of which, um, Elton John is finally getting married to his longtime partner David Furnish. Oh, I think they should cover this wedding like the royal wedding. I hope they do. I will live tweet it. Who would play the music there? I'd be really interested to see like who would oh, perform he, at Elton John's wedding. Him, he 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 will perform at his wedding. You have a he, special song. Yes, he's he's gonna they're gonna be standing there and he's gonna sit down and play a piano and do his vows while he's playing the piano right there in front of the the uh the priest, a preacher. I, I feel like he's not and yes everyone, I did notice she said piano, not piano. <laughs> um but I feel like he's not even going to play at his own wedding. I feel like it'll be like other like a collection of just all star artists maybe doing an Elton John tribute to his wedding. Like something, something we haven't even thought of. Something crazy. Like, Oh, that wedding's going to be fabulous. You know, like, like fictional characters will be playing his wedding, you know, ah. like the, like he's going to like, I feel like this wedding is going to be so spectacular. Um, I want you to cover it. Yeah. I feel like, uh, every news station should stop what they're doing and cover it minute by minute. Uh, the entire day leading up to the wedding. Um, so you think, you think I, some people are gonna take the day off work so they can <laughs> they can prepare themselves? I know. For this? I already know Mike Feld is taking the day off work, of so course, he can, so he can live tweet this. Yes, um, like he did the royal wedding. He got yeah. he, you know he got Twitter blocked for that. And he was like, you know, fuck it, I'm gonna do it again. Yeah, like I like I'm feeling like he's gonna arrive on like unicorn back. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like Pegasus back. Like he's gonna fly down from the heavens on a rainbow and just like. Uh, like magical, like things are gonna start happening around him as he gets married. This of should course. be the very best wedding of all time, Man. and I feel like uh, we—it's our responsibility as uh, humans to make sure that we watch this. So I am going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Let's get this thing covered, everybody. Elton John's marriage. Speaking of weddings, Brandy, how much do you think the average wedding bill is? Thirty thousand. Wow, that is exactly how much it is. Um, the average wedding is thirty thousand dollars. That is, that's weird because that's the average, which means some people spend way above that <laughs> to get there. You know, because like for every thirty thousand, is a person that's just like, look, we got five thousand dollars. Let's just do this. And some other motherfuckers like eighty thousand dollars. We about to have P Diddy at our shit. You know. Um. So, yeah, couples spent an average of $30,000 on their wedding last year, which is a record high. Um, Brandy, are you uh, one of those people? Do you want to have a wedding? Honestly, I just want to – I had a friend who did this, too. I would just get married with, like, my closest family at the courthouse and have a party. 
Yeah. That's the plan. I have a, I have a couple of friends who have done that. It's just the planning behind it and the hassle and having to, yeah, no. Yeah, we did Justice of Peace too. Um, really good decision for us. It's definitely a way to start off a marriage without a bunch of debt and shit too. Yeah, I got jobs and bills. Shit don't stop just because you in a la la land getting married. Yeah, so it was, you know, I actually, uh, that's one of my, I think, uh, best decisions ever in life was not having a wedding. Um, I, and also there's the other part that, um, I hate weddings. So I don't yeah. go to anybody's. Mm-mm. I'm going to my brother's, but literally because, he's uh, he's one of, he's my brother. And I just, and I told him too, it was like, um, you better stay with her forever. <laughs> Cause I will not go to another. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. If, 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 for number two. Yeah. Count like, us out. You better make this work. Um, I'm only going to help you trick her into marrying you before she figures out, you know, that, uh, she's way better than you deserve. So, um, but yeah, I feel like that is the key is, um, a lot of couple, couples start off with these big extravagant weddings and next thing you know, they're $30,000 in debt just to start a relationship. Debt is the number one cause to relationships breaking up. It's the number one cause to, to divorce. It's like what a cash twenty two, you know? Yeah, and the and the thing about it is that if I had thirty thousand dollars, A I'm getting debt free. Mm-hmm. And with whatever little money I have left over, we going on vacation. And if there's no money left over, fuck it, I'm debt free. Yeah, but it's not like they got $30,000, right? They're, they're, this is debt. This isn't $30,000 they have in cash, Karen. Uh, this is $30,000 of debt that they're going to be paying back for a long time. Shit, shit. And you ain't got, you, your ass ain't sitting in no, no Audi or no BMW or no shit like that. All you got is memories and pictures. Fuck that. Yeah, basically. A bunch of steak for everybody else. Yeah, I want, I, I need to be able to wash it, drive in it, smell the leather, something. Shit, no. Now, Brandy, do you anticipate your wedding stands changing if, after the proposal? Cause I feel like, um, this is kind of like, okay, for example, Brandy, if you had a child, what would, what would you think? Like, what would you think you would name your child? I have that name. I'm not sharing it. Okay, well, come uh, an alternative name. Don't tell me the secret name, but just give me an uh, approximation of another name then. But Chris? All right. Alan? Let's just say William. Ren? Like R A N D? said William. Oh, William? Okay. I feel like once, like, black people actually, like, Jeanette, like, once you uh, have that child and it comes out of you, I think genetically something is unlocked in us. Where you can't name that child William, and it will be La William or like the Brickashaw or something like that. Mm. I don't think you have a choice. Like right now, we're all we none of us have have kids, so we all can say that. But this explains so much. You know what I mean? This explains so much about our culture. When you see these original names, and you're just like, oh, what did you want to name your child? And it's like, I wanted to name her Alice. What'd you name her? Alize. Well, I actually have a cousin who got habit, like her, her name was supposed to be one thing. It was supposed to be like some actual African name that had meaning. And then her mom just fucked it up on the birth certificate and it became something else. And you're like, all right, we'll go with this. We'll go with this. Right. Yeah. And I, that's what happened. I think a lot of times, uh, after childbirth, I don't know. I don't know. Does a woman fill it out and a man fill it out? You know, cause you know, a lot of times, especially mm-hmm. if you're on them good drugs, it might be the drug. I don't know. I just know it's something. In our culture that, you know, it just, we lend ourselves to these, 
crazy names man i think that's what happens you don't plan it so i wonder if the same thing happens with the wedding thing where because every woman i talk to that is like either single or she's not currently dating or whatever they're always like i don't even really want a wedding dog i'm so chill i can go to the thrift show and just show up and get married i don't give a fuck i'm like word and then like when they get proposed to and it's like i'm going to have doves and it's like what what happened so i wonder if that's gonna happen i don't think i want i'm just not one of those people who like wants like a wedding like the ceremony Mm -hmm. but like on the party side yeah i want to make sure my friends have a good time and i think that like i care about a wedding in the way that i want to like share my big day with my friends and my family and people I care about, but I don't want a ceremony. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, you know, I guess I, I'm fine with like getting married at the courthouse and then having a party so with how, my friends there. Is it a, I don't know, $30,000 party where you dress in white and all everyone has to watch or, I mean, just, just asking? No, I was like, honestly, it's just like a chill barbecue in the backyard. I've been in those okay. and they're just as fun. All right. So, I mean, how much would you think you would spend at this chill barbecue like thirty thousand dollars or what you gonna spend it not thirty thousand but you still gonna spend a good grip spend thirty thousand dollars unless we rented somewhere i don't know like not thirty thousand you can get ribs imported from like italy i don't know (laughs) i'm trying to think of interesting ways to have the same uh backyard barbecue but spend way more money like instead of instead of a graduation parties i went to i went to private school up here i went to some crazy graduation parties like one of my friends at the time, uh, she lived in like a, like basically like a compound and they had horses and her graduation party was in this barn and it was catered and it was crazy. It yeah. was so crazy. And just like, what? And mine was just, honestly, we had a cake and we, we had like, so my family made food and then we had about 50 people over and it was, yeah. it was fine. I'm just picturing stuff like instead of plastic solo cups, everyone gets like a chalice, you know? <laughs> like it's just, just like just like we it's almost like brewster's million like we have to spend thirty thousand dollars one way or another and uh we're going we're just doing this in the backyard we're going to find a way like everyone gets a limo ride i don't know oh oh yeah like thirty thousand dollars yeah that's a lot you you could do with that uh it's well, that's thirty five thousand now by the time i get married it'll probably be like 60 with inflation <laughs> yeah you, you you never know and and it's one of those things where I think that uh, society has kind of built into, uh, especially women per se, because a lot of wedding stuff is more pushed and catered towards the woman versus mm-hmm. the man. And yeah, we don't care. Yeah, I, I, most men don't. I've never, I've never met a straight man who goes, "I can't wait for my big day." I've been planning it my whole life, not once, because they don't care i have my tux already picked out it was my father's it's kind of like the arms race for a, a ring too with the dudes and that's like you know yeah i i, I lose stuff like i can't have, i have never kept a ring for more than i would say a year oh no so I, i'm concerned I'm concerned. Yeah, I would get you like a necklace or some shit. Fuck that. Just be like a, a handshake and then a yeah. contract. Like we're gonna get married one day. All right, cool. We, we can go get tattoos or some shit. No, like, yeah. that's that's your marriage gonna fail. That's no. Nah, we gonna have to get we gonna have to get tattoos that match like those um necklaces that you get in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Best friends, best, best, best friends forever. Yeah, best friends forever. BFF. It'll be like on our hands or something. We put our hands together. And right on the see. ring fingers. Yeah. Like those uh, Nike gloves that they 
they made for like the bowl games when they held their hands together like this. Yes. They make like the Trojan hands. Like yes. Oh. <laughs> like that's the thing. If, if you cheat on me, oh. some dudes just gonna be like, "What is S T E N D's?" What they gonna? Hey, what they gonna say? Yo, you can now exchange gloves. <laughs> right. <laughs> Your partner's gonna be on like that tattoo fixing show. Like, I'm like, help me, help my hand. <laughs> they gonna be look like, why the fuck did you do this? Yeah, it never worked out. So uh, I need something else that goes with S T E and D's. Is there any other phrases? Um, yeah, and and the thing <laughs> is that do people actually? I'm pretty sure people do, but even people that save up, I heard a lot of times they go over their budget. Yeah. Yeah, all the time. Like, it's not, it's like when you're car shopping and you're house shopping for anything because people show you something cool and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I want that. Right. And then especially oh, a little bit here, there, and a little bit here, there. And then it, they just and it, and it has that weird opposite effect when uh, you tell someone, well, you'll be paying for this for the next 30 years where people end up going like, yeah, fuck it. Throw an extra two G's onto the, uh, <laughs> to catering. It's like you know how reckless I was with my college education that I'm not using. Yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, it's like school. It's exactly like your education, where it's just like, mm-hmm. uh, why not stay an extra year? It's like, yeah, why not? Well, because you'll be paying for it for thirty. Um. Uh. So yeah, shelling out an average of twenty nine thousand eight hundred fifty eight dollars for the big day in twenty thirteen, up five percent from the previous year, according to thirteen thousand brides and grooms that they surveyed at the night dot com. Last year, 20% of couples said the economy affected their wedding budget compared to 34% in 2009 when the recession was in full swing. Meanwhile, nearly 15% of couples spent more than $40,000 on their wedding and related events, not including the honeymoon. Shit. Beyond the wedding venture and catering, which cost an average of $13,385 in 2013, other big ticket items included engagement rings at an average cost of $5,600. Woo! Reception bands, which cost about $3,500. Bands? You're talking about people playing instruments? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flowers and other decor cost about $2,000, and wedding photos cost about $2,500. Whoa. Man, I think I won't have an iPhone. Does that, Pod shuffling. does that article talk about, like, because here's the thing that actually I really care about right now. The cost, like, how people just don't consider the cost of me getting to your, or, like, going, or, you know, like, having people in your wedding party and that's the thing i feel bad about like i have friends who i know how much they make and i'm like i'm not gonna make you buy a dress i'm not gonna make you do all this shit you can't afford that if you can get to my like i have a friend right now who's having a wedding in la and one in connecticut um where her her fiance is from because it's cheaper it's like whoever can get to this one this is where our family is here and this is where our family is here pick one it's gonna be in a park you know come mm-hmm. as you are and it's just like, I feel like there's an arms race on the guest side too, and the wedding party side. That it's like I'm not paying this, like a like five hundred dollars for a dress I'm never gonna wear again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I tell people I I hadn't told Rodney, but when your mama said a wedding uh, that uh, Rodney and Moses get married, and I and she was like y'all gonna go, and I literally looked at her like you you know we don't do weddings right? Like even before they asked you, I was like you you know that's not our thing. And then immediately after that, I say I'm not being in the the the. Uh, the prize, yeah, I would say I'm not being about a party party because it's one of those things where just getting me to come is enough. And well, I will do whatever they want. Yeah, like, now honestly, you, now you you an exception to the rule. It's their day, and it's my brother. I will do whatever the fuck they want. Um, honestly, because I want them to be happy. I want them to get off to the best start possible. But um, 
as far as um the wedding shit though that's weird to me is the cabal of wedding like society that people find themselves in uh, so one of the reasons I don't like weddings is because if I go to your wedding, cause I know Brandy and me and Brandy, we went to school together or whatever. Then, um, Jessica, who I met at Brandy's wedding is also getting married and she wants me to come to her wedding because we hit it off at the reception or some shit. And it's like, next thing you know, I have to go to everyone's wedding. And then there's like these social faux pas that, to, that are involved where it's like, Oh, you went to Brandy's wedding and you wouldn't go to my wedding? Well, I went to so-and-so's wedding and you went to that wedding. Why'd you go to their wedding? And it's like, I just want, I thought, what happened to just having a good time, guys? What happened to just, it's your day and, you know, you picked the day when the fucking Super Bowl's on. Yeah. Like, none of that matters. It's, it's, it's so, like, I don't want to get involved in all that, like, the social judgment. It, it really yes. bothers me, and the social pressure. And it stresses, and it causes breaks up in friendships. And then people are like, I went to yours, you didn't go to mine, I bought you a gift, why didn't you bring me a gift, or why you leave me off the list? Shit, you can't invite everybody. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Um. couples who got hitched in Manhattan spent the most, $87,000 and up. Ooh, is, it's up ten thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go to New Jersey. Just be like, let's go across the bridge and get married over there. All right. Uh, it, which is up ten thousand dollars more than last year. Ooh. It went up ten thousand dollars in a year. Meanwhile, newlyweds in Utah and Idaho spent the least, averaging uh, about seventeen thousand dollars. That's still a lot of money. Right. That's the least. One surprising trend, even though total spending is up, couples are inviting fewer guests. Instead, couples are throwing more extravagant affairs with a variety of additional entertainment at wedding weekend events. Last year, 30% of couples provided an additional guest, provided additional guest entertainment, such as a photo booth. Compared to only 11% in 2009, couples also spent more on rehearsal dinners, after parties, and morning after brunches, which can easily add thousands of dollars to the total wedding bill. I think every couple fears that their wedding is going to be boring or look like everybody else's. Adding a photo booth. Uh, okay, I don't give a fuck about that percentage. Um, w Hotels is defending their $3,000 social media wedding concierge. Uh, to, to some, this may seem a bit over the top, they say. Um, but uh, apparently, $3,000... Uh, your soon to be betrothed can hire a social media wedding concierge, uh, who will, uh, live tweet their big day, create a wedding hashtag, set up a wedding blog, and even curate the registry wish list and dream honeymoon Pinterest boards to it inspire. Or you could just ask your friend who can never put down their phone anyway. Right. Yeah, I mean, and. But and, hey, you want to do And. I, I think, I don't know which one, but I kind of read, read about this and to an extent, it makes sense because A, I kind of read what they did. They basically start a hashtag for you. They get all your friends to, to, uh, post their pictures in the single area. They, uh, control all the social media. So basically they make everything socially about you. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where uh I know for some people they they like it's a hustle. The whole fucking concept is a hustle. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where if you're willing to pay somebody to do this, fuck why not? I would take your money too. Yeah, three thousand dollars sounds insane. I would insist on that this could be us, but you playing hashtag. I'm like, I'm taking that. I want it for my wedding. <laughs> yeah, because and, and it's one of those <clears throat> things where people are so 
crazy about social media and so many people want to control the pictures they get out. They want to control, you know, so many things. Cause you know, we read weddings where people make you put your phones up, yeah. you know, because it was like, I, I paid a fucking photographer. I don't need your unflattering pics of, of, of me to be floating across the internet. I paid the pro. I mean, are they going to be taking selfies at your wedding? Like what, what is, you know, like, I, Hey, I need to pay someone not to pay attention to my wedding. But live tweet my wedding. Uh, how much is that for a concierge? Three thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah, I think. I think also, that's- I feel like the fun of a live tweet is that it's someone who knows you and like has like jokes with you. I don't know. Yeah, like why? If they're not there, why do you know about it? Unless it's like a few family people, in which case it needs to be someone who knows you. W Hotels global social media strategist is unfazed in an email. W Hotels declined to let me speak to her by phone. Of course, uh, says Kiefer. Um, Alyssa Kiefer is the, the social media strategist. Uh, she was on vacation. She said the service, which doesn't even have its own webpage yet, is based on behavior guests have already exhibited, mm-hmm. such as updating their Facebook statuses at the altar. And wow, people do that. Yeah, yeah I know. And, 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 and that's my whole point. It's one of those things where people underestimate the power of social media and how people have bought social media into every single aspect of their lives. Yeah, and but it's people, what, uh, like, you may now kiss the bride. Hold on. Let me like her status first. Yeah. yeah. Or, 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 I, oh, go ahead. Or they might yeah. do it where they change their status at the same time. Married now. People do dumb shit like that. To me and you, that sounds ridiculous. But there have been ones where they're like, you may now update your status and then they do it. Yeah. yeah. That, I've seen it. Yeah. Now switching from in a relationship to it's complicated. Um, yeah. Asking how to get their weddings to trend on Twitter. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. Cancel weddings. That's how you get <laughs> <Right>. it trend. <laughs> right. First of all, you need to get offended about something. Save okay? $30,000. Why is the dress white? Why is it got to be white? <laughs> right. No. No. Yeah, it doesn't matter what. You just... <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, allowed to kiss the bride. What does that mean? Patriarch. King, uh-huh. Hashtag. Uh, best wedding ever. Hashtag. Smith wedding. You know? Um, perhaps a relative can't make it from another country or you just want a modern day scrapbook of sorts she notes the service includes not only wedding day support but social media support at every step along the way providing for instance shots of the engagement photos cake test testing cake tasting finding the perfect dress and everything in between so basically that's just for people who want to be on social media but have never used social media in their life yeah what is what like you can't take a like hey hand someone your camera like hey can you take a picture of us eating cake yeah okay thank you that'll be a thousand dollars uh, to some, this may seem a bit over the top, and we're okay with that. We're sure couples balked at the idea of traditional wedding planners years ago, and now you wouldn't think of planning a wedding without one. <laughs> oh man! Well, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Let's uh, get that money. Yeah, let's play our games, man. It's time to uh, play some games here. Um, let's do it, sir. Blackout tips. Where's my game music? Come Uh-oh. on, a second to find my game music. Oh, here we go. All right, the first game, <clears throat> as always, is fucking with black people. So here we go. We're just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. Today, we're going to play a little fucking with black people. It's the game that is going around all of podcast land. Well, mostly our podcast. And um, we read articles from all over the globe that uh, fuck with black people. We assign points from 0 to 100, intervals of 25. 
for fucking with black people. Um, let's get into it today. Um, we have a porn actress and a billboard to discuss. Oh, snap. That's right, Karen. Got a lot of, a lot of different things going around these days. Um, apparently, there's a former porn actress who was literally, uh, fucking with black people. Uh oh. Um, she was a German, German actress. And her name was, is Ina, wait, yeah, Ina Grohl. Ina Grohl. Um, she does porn for, uh, the National Democratic Party, the NPD, which is Germany's premier Nazi cosplay club. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she's been kicked out of the NPD because some horny skinhead onanist found a clip of her having sex with a black guy. He watched it. He watched the whole thing. Yep. She literally was fucking with black people. Like, I already fucking them. Like, she took it 100% serious. Um, over the past few months, Grohl's social media presence has been defined by hate speech directed towards Muslims, gypsies, and immigrants. Grohl, aka Kitty Blair, aka Miss Blair, describes herself on both Facebook and Twitter as free, F-R-E-I, I don't know, <clears throat> free social national and free social, oh, free social nationalist. Okay, I guess that's what that means. Incidentally, Germany, in Germany, the word grow means resentment in English. So, in a resentment. Um, the Daily Mail reports that the film in question carries the unlikely title, Kitty Discovers Sperm. Oh, Lord. So, before wind sperm? What was it before? Milk? I think maybe she's a scientist. I don't know what. what the f- ah! I haven't seen the video this time. Your um, dick is the the beacon stick. Kitty, our slim blonde blade, our slim blonde babe, knows what true men want. You can say she did a great job pleasuring the cocks with her mouth and holes. Raves by Europorn.com. Great. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> Five stars reviews only. The site tags this film hetero Arnold. I mean. S- Arnold. Hetero, oral, anal, lesbians, group sex, gangbang, facial cum shot, sperm, bukkake. That is strangely no interracial tag. Uh, Harris reports that the film in question was posted on the right wing internet forum for research purposes. Let us imagine the furious confusion into which pure skin, poor skinheads plunge having to aspire to simply pay tribute to the, his fantastic Aryan mistress to only find betrayal. Uh, so yeah, man, they, they kick their ass out, man. They, they don't play that, sh- that shit. You cannot be literally fucking with black people and be part of ah! the Nazi party. No, you're, um, you're, they're, they're black dicks aren't welcome here, ma'am. Can't she just say I'm not into that anymore? Or like, she should just blame them. Like, I don't know. I just feel like people change, you know? Well, she left the sex industry <laughs> behind her. She abandoned. Yes, people change. People mm-hmm. hate black people suddenly. They change. Yeah, she says on Facebook, I'm tired of exposing my body from now on. I will expose a policy of hate. So I guess she's done a complete 180. Oh, so she's just going to hate without the sex? Yeah, which is weird because, <clears throat> like, would a black porn star do a film with her to make a social statement at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. That 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 race we need to erase racism and love can overcome well not love money and sex can overcome everything. I yeah. don't know. 
Our pussies are multiracial. The photos that accompany her rebranding left little room for doubt. There was indeed a lot of hatred. Hatred for Muslims threatening to turn Germany into a Muslim state. Hatred for gypsies crowding the streets of Germany. Hatred for immigrants who steal Germans' work and money. She decided decided to channel her newfound energy to support the German neo-Nazi party. So, okay. So, okay. Apparently, she retired a while back. Okay. And she says, now I'm going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expose a policy of hate, but what she's been doing is hating on all these people, which helped her become uh, the, you know, the neo-Nazi like idol, you know. So it's, it's basically like uh, nationalism can be sexy, too, is her slogan. A sexy blonde woman joining the ranks of the neo-Nazi party. Party members couldn't believe their luck. The violent male dominated party whose members tend to be tattooed, head shaven thugs, warmly embraced a new addition. Thousands began following her new Facebook page in which she described herself in three short words, free socialist Nazi. In no time, her page filled up with pictures of, with her top-ranking party activists and members. Last Christmas, Grohl was spotted in her hometown of Duisburg, handing out party propaganda while dressed up as Santa Claus. Not surprisingly, the slogan for this neo-Nazi campaign drive was White Christmas. <laughs> they they really have no shortage of irony. Mm-mm. They don't they don't play. Um you know what's funny to me too is like it's supposed to be like also steeped in a lot of religion, but everybody's following her cuz they're like we finally someone we can jack off to cuz they hate black people and other minorities as much as we do. Yep. The, greatest, the greatest article I ever read was this article about gay and lesbian white supremacists who are really fighting for equality within the like their <laughs> groups. It was so like just completely like no irony. They're just like, yeah. There was one lesbian who was like, yeah, gay. You know, she's like, she goes like, gay or straight, like fat or retarded. We're <laughs> all white. Right. At the end of the day, we need to stop blacks and Mexicans from having babies. And I'm like, okay, first of all, you're not helping. Like right. you can't like complain. <laughs> right. It's like but, all of, we all listen, listen, buddy. We all hate niggers the same, whether <laughs> whether you're straight or you're gay. You're all lesbian complaining that people aren't having sex enough with right. dudes. Like, do you understand what you're doing? <laughs> and, she, and then she said, uh, and then there was another dude who was just like, at the end of the day, we're all people. And I'm like, bruh, why are you in this? <laughs> it, was, it was a funny article and also scary. I feel like this lady is also going to have a couple think pieces written about her. And of some, course. Some Nazi will bring her down to size after a while. She was fake the whole time, guys. She always enjoyed black dick. Everything ah! everything was looking dandy for the young German who was seeking their place in the nationalist, xenophobic, and anti-Semitic party. Her Twitter account also became a popular platform for expressing her views. Hmm, that's going around. When a local newspaper reported on an initiative to recognize Muslim vacation rights during Holy Days, she tweeted, how far will we go? We must stop the Islamization. Ooh, she made a word of bitch. Oh, I love it. The harmony between the blonde porn star and neo-Nazi skinheads was soon disturbed, however, when some details arose from Groh's own professional past. The fact she starred in porn movies didn't seem to bother NPD members that much. What upset them was the fact that in one of the movies she had sex with a black man. Now, how the fuck did she not think in the day and age of the internet that might come up? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. The footage might get uploaded. Uh, Say that again, Brandy. She was just hoping it wasn't. Right. Well, you know, when you hate niggers, you know, normally when you become a sensational, uh, a sensation for hating 
niggers, Jews, and Specs, and Muslims, um, normally people are way cooler about that and they don't bring up hypocrisy. They just go, oh, okay, you're on that now and they leave you alone. Yeah. I mean, if you're just, if you're like already in a hate group like that, like I don't understand, you should be a little loose with your logic and like, <laughs> not a lot of consistency in the hate groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She probably is the opposite of like Suey Park. She's like, now everybody that follows me stop threatening to rape me and kill me. Fuck. Yeah. Ah, what are they gonna do, guys? The film in question was posted on a forum frequently frequented by far right activists for research purposes, of course. Um, response was quick. Someone who sleeps with a foreign race in front of the camera can't advance the national ideology. One activist wrote on a far right Facebook page. I like that you put in front of a camera as like the <laughs> the qualifier. I know, right? Come on. You don't fuck these niggas in your private time. That's on you. But do you ever get in front of a fucking pornography camera? Oh, mm. that's too far. That's why I no. draw the line. Mm-mm. I will not. Nope. Uh, one star. Thumbs down. Uh, <laughs> I don't care if you disable the comments or not. You gonna hear what I got to say? <laughs> I jacked off to this, and it was terrible the whole time. They didn't hang the guy or anything. Yeah. Others, <laughs> na- others naturally use blunter language. What's the, a blunt language? Well, all I know is I don't care what she did. Uh, and I know it's a controversial stance here, the blackout tips. And uh, I don't want to speak for Brandy, but I don't care if she fucked the black dude or not. It's not okay to threaten her or talk about raping her. Okay. That's true now. So neo-Nazis, you guys need to have some class. And no one on the Internet should ever be treated this way. I don't care what she did. So, uh, and I just feel like someone needed to say that because if not, the assumption is that we are for those people. That is the default. Yes. The party leadership attuned to the sensitivities of the constituents acted swiftly. Grohl was branded a persona non grata and found herself barred from political events and activities. Okay. Grohl herself. (laughs) You can't come together, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I like that they're like, you're not invited anymore. You took black dick a long time ago. She's like, but I took that black dick when I went to all the other meetings. Nope. We know now. Yeah, we know. That's it. Grow herself. You have does, been spoiled, woman. You have been spoiled. She doesn't seem too disturbed by the developments, at least judging from her activity on Facebook. Over the last few days, she continued to post racist, racist xenophobic, anti-Semitic messages on her Facebook page, demanding a Germany, a Germany for Germans, calling for the fight against massive immigration. I, I like the idea. I just like in my mind the social media aspects of like less people liking her status, and then like a couple of the neo Nazis still liking her statuses. But then it's like he's a sellout kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, look at Tim. He still thinks he's gonna hit that. That's all. And, and then she has to be like, some of my best friends hate black people. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys. I'm totally still racist. What do I have to do <laughs> to prove to you? Sure, I fucked that nigger, but it was out of satire. You ah, just didn't get the it joke. It was a joke. You didn't see the hashtag I put on Twitter. <laughs> right. I hate black dicks. Right. Hashtag, hashtag I'm still the racist. Right. Hashtag What do I gotta do to prove my white love? Right. Uh MVD is the largest and most <laughs> active far right party in Germany. Having collected over half a million votes in the last elections, that's scary. The party failed to pass the electoral threshold, the electoral threshold, but it enjoys strong support in the East and is represented in two regional parliaments. 
during elections, the party caused an uproar when its members sent condoms to politicians who supported immigrant rights, blaming them for advancing the democrat the, the demographic catastrophe. So okay, they promote sex. They do a little yeah. bit of good work. Mm-hmm. Bit of good work. I mean, I don't really. I don't really have much of a problem with them. I mean, mm-hmm. they seem like good folks to me. So, um, I, a hundred, obviously. You're misunderstood, clearly. Yeah, clearly. If they just you had, a, dead, if they just had, what if someone called them and then they were like, look, people think we're crazy. We're just going to act crazy. I don't even care. If a scandal was on, I wouldn't even have talked about this shit. You're like, what? Ah, you guys have been spreading hate. I'm like, well, it's, you know. Uh, don't you mean if Nashville was on? Come on, dog. We're, we're all, we're all. Right, we're, we're all twenty three, or we're, we're gonna have to hate black people again. Right, <laughs> Jesus, you, you you fuck one black dude, and all of a sudden years of hate just thrown out the window. It just follows you forever. One <laughs> black dick, and I can't shake it. Duh. Well, once you go black, right? Um, the black dick of the past. Ooh. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm not even covering the second story. It can't compare to this. That's a hundred, by the way. Uh, a hundred points for fucking with black people. That, oh man. Uh, all right, let's let's do our game. All right, it's time let's to play it. guess the race with Brandy. Let's see if she, see if she can uh, get a couple. Let's here we go. <clears throat> now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. I said now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all of podcast land, where we read or play news articles from all over the globe. We have our guest today, Brandy, uh, from uh, Brandy and Bill talking about black exploitation. Um, guess the race. Um, of course, the audience plays along in the chat room, and they are quite racist, quite racist. Um, they are. You think the NPD's bad. <laughs> Wait till you get a load yeah. of these guys. Um, here's one. <clears throat> a teen brutally stabbed her best friend to death <gasps> for posting naked selfies. By the way, it is hilarious to me that we read things that people do, horrible things people do to each other literally five days a week. And Karen is still shocked within <laughs> yes. five words of each article. <laughs> A teen stabbed her puppy <gasps> again. Yes. This is like yesterday. It is. But with different nationalities and races. That's right. I'm shocked every time. A teen brutally stabbed her best friend to death for posting <laughs> naked pictures of them together on Facebook. A Randy Elizabeth Gutierrez, 16, allegedly knifed Anel Baez, also 16, a horrifying 65 times in the vicious March 19th attack. God almighty. Mm-hmm. She wanted to be sure she was dead. Yeah, I feel like 65 times you were probably pretty upset. Yeah, there was anger behind some of them. Yeah. You 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 think she did her like like Rick did that dude on uh <laughs> Walking Dead? Oh my god, I th- I think Rick stabbed that dude do the commercial I break. think he's still stabbing that dude. <laughs> he gave him the business. Uh, he's just in the, the actor that plays Rick's gonna spend all off season stabbing that fat dude. Uh, until until we until we come back in October. Cops believe she wanted revenge for the humiliating uploading of the revealing snaps. Baez asked her former pal, who she had previously referred to as being her sister, over her Gumachil Sonola State uh, home to try and patch things up, according to the media reports. When Gutierrez arrived, 
she reportedly asked to use the bathroom, but then grabbed a knife from the kitchen and allegedly used it to repeatedly stab Baez. After fleeing the sign, I mean fleeing the scene, Gutierrez was arrested. Then when attacked, when attending Baez's funeral several days later, how you gonna come to her funeral? Come on! After you are the one who killed her, like how is that cool? Like is like oh my condolences, Mister and Mrs. Baez. It, it seems very tragic. Uh, what happened to whatever i don't know what do you mean what is this blood from i don't know blood just be sometimes you get this is like she she felt guilty and was guilty so she decided to attend the scene of the crime oh guterres had threatened her former pal over twitter oh twitter yeah it's all crimes okay guys this is one of the reasons i don't support this shit Mm -hmm. i hope y'all go to prison threatening people over the internet like it's like it's not real (laughs) <laughs> people and people don't take that shit seriously i don't know i've been threatened on the internet before i don't know what the fuck is wrong with people i don't this is one of those things i don't do when people hey man i'll fucking cut your eyes out i'm like and send to police at police can you please follow this guy back yes please send him a dm uh pal her pal over twitter in the weeks before the alleged murder it may seem that i'm very calm but in my head i have killed you at least three times she wrote on her now deleted account, so it didn't really happen. Since the attack, the Paris High School has been hosting lectures aimed at preventing similar tragedies. Um, however, under Mex- uh, Mexican law, she's been prosecuted as a juvenile and may only face seven years in prison if convicted. Guess the race of what was her first name? Uh, Erandi Elizabeth Gutierrez, 16. She's 14. All right, let's check the chat room. Confused her friend for a piñata Latino. Swift Switchblade Justice Latina. Wow. Female MS-13 member. Hashtag Stabtivist Latina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, knives and those names and minus eyebrows equal has fist panic. Wow. Wow. Uh, the correct answer is everybody got it. Latina. Um, someone put Brazilian. Well, it was after the buzzer. So, um, next article. <clears throat> uh, I wonder if I can play this one. Let's see. Getting in trouble over a post on Facebook has become pretty common, I'd say, these days. But one Westland woman is uh, taking dumb Facebook posts perhaps to a new level. Yes. Uh, this woman, Colleen Chudney, was on probation for drinking and driving and had been ordered not to consume any alcohol. Tonight, our Will Jones shows you how she almost could have gotten away with drinking on St. Patrick's Day until she made a bad decision. The woman who was on probation for DUI took the random breathalyzer test here in Westland. She passed that test, but shortly after that, she failed the social media test, and now she could be headed to jail. It was the day after St. Patrick's Day when Colleen Cutney was called in for a random breathalyzer test. She was put on probation for a drunk driving charge in 2012. After taking the test at the probation office, she logged on to Facebook and counted her blessings. She posted this. Buzz killer for me. I had to breathalyze this morning, and I drank yesterday, but I passed. Thank God. LOL. My dumb expletive. This woman doesn't find her post funny at all. It's not a joke. This is serious. And she was on the Internet joking about it. I hope they throw the book at you, young lady, because it's sad that you did something like that. You could have hurt someone or killed someone. A Westland police officer saw her post and notified the probation office. When an officer called Cutney to come right back, this time to take a urine test, she hung up the phone. 
Now she's in trouble for a probation violation. Just weeks before it was set to end, we went by her house this afternoon Yummy. and was told no comment. As for her Facebook posts, that's sparking a lot of comments on the streets. People post some, some crazy things, man. They don't even think, you know, before they do anything, they just throw something on there and whatever. No, I don't like to post anything else on there about my personal life or anything like that because I don't think that should be on the World Wide Web. So. Post none. I go on Facebook to look at other people's drama. I don't even post none of my own stuff on there. <laughs> She's due back in court on April 1st. We're in Westland. Wolf Jones, Local 4. I love the people they got to interview. Those people were all awesome. Especially, she was like the World Wide Web. Yeah. Any person that refers to as the World Wide Web does not do social media. No, they don't. Did you turn us up? Uh, I did earlier, yeah. Okay. So that people can hear it, Karen. Well, I turned it back down. Okay. You all right? Yeah, because I'm sorry. We just sound loud to me. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. I didn't turn this up in our headphones. Oh, I don't okay. Know. No, that's all oh, the same for oh, us. Okay, no problem. I turned this up in the chat. Um, But uh, Brandy, uh, guess the race of the, wo- the woman who got the D... Uh, the, the Facebook message and got the DUI, not not the witnesses, because um, obviously oh, they were white. black. Yeah, she's white. All right, so Brandy's going with white. Let's check the chat room and see what you guys went with. <clears throat> self snitching white. One, I feel like self snitching could also be black. We've covered several. Uh, literally people taking selfies, holding guns and like in, in robbery outfits and being busted. So, yeah. but okay, we'll go white. One who lives for St. Patty's Day, aka celebration of white privilege, cancel probation, white. <laughs> uh, Cava Delta Becky Sue says Joe Spacey. Oh my. All right. Notre Dame mascot, <laughs> the fighting Irish, <laughs> the drunk driving, uh, uh, Irish. The correct answer is, everybody got it right, white. All right, let's get into the bonus round, okay? Everybody, these must be too easy. You guys are both two for two, so uh, here we go. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. It's the bonus round against the race. So everything's worth double the points. Double the racism. Brandy is already two for two. Are you feeling nervous, Brandy? No. Wow. She's carefree. She's got this one in the bag, guys. So let's go ahead and get into the bonus round. Here we go. A... Oh, Florida. Michelle Singleton had a seemingly enviable life in Key West, Florida. That is until police knocked on the door of her houseboat on Friday and took her into custody. 18 years after she was convicted of payroll check fraud, Singleton had skipped town in 1996, leaving Kansas City, Missouri. Before her sentence, the New York Daily News reports. Oh, so before she she got convicted, before she could get sentenced, she went to Florida because obviously they don't have any laws there. Apparently so. She acquired a birth certificate about a month later and created a new life for herself as Catherine Harris. Until they <laughs> took uh to the Secret What's Service. What's the name of the Florida? Okay, anyway. <laughs> That's a famous person in Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Catherine Harris. Oh. You know, I would probably pick a famous person to name myself after too, because then when someone suspected me of something, I would go, "No, you're just thinking of Liam Neeson, the white dude." You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I would, I would name myself Ronald McDonald so I could yeah. be on the Taco Bell commercials. So you look really me. familiar, man. Have I like seen you on like America's Most Wanted? No, man. You're thinking of John Clyde Van Damme, white the the actor. Yeah. Yeah, I'm John Van John Clyde Van Damme, taxi driver. Yeah. yeah. Happens all the time, bro. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> or just name yourself after someone you kind of look like. That would be funny too. <laughs> no man i am uh i'm carl winslow from family guy family matters yeah, yeah. that's what you're thinking now you do yeah. um until a tip of the secret service led authorities to send a photo of singleton to monroe county detectives and one recognizer they then compared singleton's driver's license photo to one of the licenses she used as harris and it seemed to be a match that's right <clears throat> Uh, when detectives showed up at the pier where her houseboat sat, she wasted no time in revealing her real identity. Yeah, she figured, she's like, y'all got me. Y'all done, made, y'all done took all this effort. Why lie now? She thought 18 was enough. When they asked her for her birth certificate, the 16-year-old fumbled with her papers before pulling out Harris's paperwork, at which point her real birth certificate and social security card fell to the floor. Oh, uh, the 16-year-old, you mean 66? That's how you, uh, yeah, 66. But okay. is that how you get busted? Apparently why so. Why would you keep that? If you're, why would you keep that ever? <laughs> On person, too. <laughs> what situation did she think she would find herself in where that would be shit that she needed again? So, ever. So glad I kept this as my criminal, also my criminal alibi. <laughs> Oh my God! In case they ever really come to you, didn't burn it or nothing. Come on, dog. <laughs> right? Uh, you Shred know, it. Not, not just that. You keep it in your wallet next to your fake one. Like that. Don't, like there's never been a mix up before. A, a cartoon criminal. Right. She's never paid the wrong. Like she's never put out the wrong thing to like go to the DMV or something. Oh wait a minute. Oh, give me that back, please. That's my other social security card and I birth certificate. My bad. Uh, can you just hand me the one that uh? <laughs> is not connected to a criminal thanks thank you appreciate that ah. um so yeah um she fumbled dropped the papers at which point her real birth certificate fell out uh she then admitted her true identity and was taken into custody on the fugitive charges uh according to singleton she almost got away for good she told authorities she was planning to sell her boat and move to the dominican republic um so uh all right guess the race of michelle singleton uh black lady black lady Let's check, lady. check the chat room, see what they say. Original last name Singleton, new last name Harris, blacker than a gunfight at your mama's funeral. Oh my. <laughs> Avoided staying your ground by living on a boat black. <laughs> she carries her real birth certificate out on her at all times, so naturally she so naturally she always demands Obama shows his. <laughs> uh, white, we don't live on boats because we can't swim. Aww. Sister, sister, one who can't play spades, white. Uh, I'm, uh, Dr. Dostax, I'm assuming that's white, but I, I, uh, that could be a lot of races that don't play spades. I don't um, know how to play spades. So. Well, I, let's be well, honest. I, get, I think my answer yeah, black. Yeah, but, but let's be honest. Obviously, uh, Brandy does know how to play spades, guys. That's, that's, oh. They always do that. Uh, I don't play spades. I don't know how. And then you play with them and they beat you. Or even worse, they played a long time ago and they killed a man and they had to get a different ID and move well, to Minnesota. Well, my new ID does not happen. <laughs> my <laughs> old one, the old one I keep on me for no reason. Right. I used to be Brandy Jenkins. <laughs> I, used to call, I used to call me Detroit Jenkins. 
because i was Not so no more i had to retire i was so good at spades they named me after the city uh her crime consists of more than give me your goddamn money bitch she's wanted to do goose steps to accordions um she flips oh, out wow. she flips out like rick when she gets around the car yeah that's uh brandy mm-hmm. the correct answer yeah. is white oh man. she was white Pride cometh before fall. Brandy was too confident. Uh, some of you guys oh, got, got it. Coffee. Some people got it right. Congratulations to the winners. Um, we got to talk about one more thing before we leave, and that is sword ratchetness. Everybody knows here we spread the word about so many sword crimes that go around and go unpunished, and um, someone has to talk about it. Police say there was a stabbing after a fight at the No Drama Lounge. Oh, how ironic is that? Mm. No more drama in my life. <laughs> snap, stab. No. By the way, I would never attend any event at, at a No Drama Lounge. No. Nope. There's always drama. That's like girls who say, I'm no drama. Yeah. Right. You're always drama. Right. The not crazy lounge or... <laughs> <laughs> the uh i take care of my kids uh part ah! of city um but a 24 year old man and with serious stab wounds was driven to a hospital by a private car overnight Vic- the victim was sliced up real bad on his chest abdomen and head said lieutenant tim brown the night chief shit did a whole clan attack this man the man's girlfriend took him to the university of cincinnati medical center at 12:30 a.m he's expected to recover but was not cooperating with police Wow, I'm glad I don't have a picture to guess the race on this one. <clears throat> no snitching. Snitches get stitches. Well, you're going to get stitches anyway, sir. You got cut on the chest, neck, and head. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I can snitch then. I mean, if you're getting stitches, I feel like you can snitch. Uh, yeah. I, 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 that's the exchange I rate agree. from my understanding. Is not, I'm not a street tough like Heathcliff, but I know myself. Investigators determined the attack occurred after a fight at the No Drama Lounge off of Vine Street, right next to Peaceful Avenue, and <laughs> don't don't start none, won't be none, cul-de-sac. <laughs> right across from We All Love Each Other Lane. Right. I'm the- laughing so hard at Black Rob's No Drama Lounge only for the grown and sexy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> In the city of Peacetown, where this all t- occurred, um, <laughs> they believed it may have occurred inside. So it was inside the No Drama Lounge. He's like, "Come on, man, you <laughs> don't fight. You're from <laughs> you're you're from. Can't we all talk this out, Bill?" <laughs> and I'm I'm from I'm from Compromise Lane. Why yes. are we even fighting? I'm from I'm my brother's keepers boulevard. Right. What's going on, dog? Why are we even doing this, fellas? Uh no arrests were made. Maybe it was like <laughs> That's uh terrible. Maybe it was like a hipster club and it was all just iron oh. ironic. <laughs> just like actually it is the drama lounge. We just we just oh. say that. We all have beards and handlebar mustaches. It is every fool's day, gotcha. Right. This is an alt uh alt violence bar. Yeah, I, I don't think I would be checking out no place called that all right last one guys a nelson taxi driver pulled out a sword during a row with a motorcyclist oh a taxi driver pulled out an ornamental sword there's no such thing Why no, they, they all cut 
if if you can cut me with it, it's not ornamental. It sure ain't. You know it's ornamental uh, of a fine vase that you would not want to be broken. A weapon is not ornamental if it fucking works. Hey, I'm gonna cut you with my ornamental uh my ornamental toy. Like, no, you wouldn't do that because that shit would break. Anyway, yes. sorry. Um, so yeah, he pulled it from the boot of his car. Nah, this must have happened overseas. That'd yeah, because be- I'm going booty the car. What the hell is that? The boot. The boot is the trunk. Oh, see? Because I'm going boot. What's boot? The boot of his car during a row with a motorcyclist. Preston Crown Court was told that Mohammed Bukharai, 37, yes, took the weapon out of his car in a street in Nelson after a disagreement with Barry Linden. Neil Fryman, prosecuting, said the defendant had to be restrained from swinging his sword at the victim, leaving him fearful of another attack. Reading a statement by Mr. Linden to the court, Mr. Fryman said, I see his car. It is in my mind. He may seek revenge. It is in the back of my mind that there may be some further trouble. That just sounds like someone with a sword. Like, it does. Like somebody up for like some type of action movie revenge. <laughs> it makes sense, too, because if he had a sword, that's what I would be thinking, too. This guy's not going to stop, you know. Defending Muhammad Nawaz said his client of Walton Lane did not seek retribution. He said it was an incident that was impulsive and extremely out of character. His life normally resolves around his family and his work. Bukhari was sentenced to six months custodial sentence, which was suspended for 12 months, and he must pay 250 euro towards the prosecution's cost. It, basically nothing happened to him then Mm-mm. basically nothing here's uh here's a cost of less than an xbox and you're free for as, ah! long, as long as you don't try to kill anyone in the next 12 months you, you're good you're out the statutory surcharge also applied in this case the court was told how bakari had been arrested alongside a woman who was sentenced at an earlier hearing for a 12-month conditional discharge for obstructing a police officer judge jonathan gibson told bakari you had an altercation with somebody else. <clears throat> it seemed to relate to your, to his motorcycle. And you in the end took an ornamental sword from the boot of your car. He said that a custodial sentence was justified for anybody who wields a weapon, even if for a short time on the streets in anger. So uh, wow. watch your back, people. Okay, you shit gotta. is serious out there. And uh, you can get fucked up. These cab, cab drivers have swords now. Um, so it's, it, you won't just be paying your fare. It's not a game. Might be having a run if you're on a motorcycle. Um, make sure you check out Brandy mm-hmm. <clears throat> on Twitter. She's at it's the Brandy, right? Right, Brandy? Yep, I will. All right, so check her out there. Um, Brandy and Bill talk about black exploitation is a podcast. And the uh, website for that is blackploitationpodcast.com blacksploitationpodcast.com make sure you guys check that out um and uh houseofprocrastination.org she she does so much guys and she promotes so little like it really is like she is scared to be like check my shit out but y'all just go check her shit out anyway guys trust me it's totally worth it she's very funny she's a really good follow on twitter um and uh you know just hit her up tell her that you do support rape and threats online like, <laughs> or just tell her you don't because until you do, you are assumed to 
to uh, to appreciate those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and make sure you go to uh, tweakedaudio.com, put in code TBGWT, and get 33% off and free shipping and lifetime guarantee on some earbuds, man. Tomorrow's guest will be Rhett Thompson, uh, formerly of uh, Brown Skin and Glasses, currently of the Black and East Chick podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's at 7. So we'll see you guys for that uh, tomorrow. Um, I think that's it. So until tomorrow, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.